Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Tree of Geek. There's a special day coming up. Special day for your special partner. And if you're running around like a madman trying to figure out what to do for that special person in your life, and you're looking for that special love story that you just want to imbue that passion, might I suggest you sit that special person down on the couch or on the recliner or on the craftmatic bed that you now own because you're a little bit older. Got to take care of that vertebrae. Set that person down and hit that play button on that old laser disc and put on that special, special movie, Alien versus Predator. And if you want to get really deep, put on Aliens versus Predator Requiem. And I guarantee you, you're probably not going to get any. But, you know, it was worth a shot. So with all that being said, here we are on our third and final piece of our sci-fi series. Today we are talking about Alien versus Predator, Aliens versus Predator Requiem, the future of the two franchises. We're going to get into it. But it's not just me rambling on here. I got a co-host over here, a lovely man in my life that I'm not spending Valentine's Day with. That's right. We are diving into the Alien versus Predator I would say franchise, but it's more of a side quest duo. It's not even a sequel. I mean, a, a trilogy. Yeah, we're just we're gonna dive down this rabbit hole. So, like Michael said, if you got that special someone nearby, make sure you give them a big, hearty hug. Hug that face. Face hug if you need to. Yeah, like, like eggs. <laughs> there, in there's there. some scenes in this movie that already went a little bit far. Put some eggs in there. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of eggs in your basket, but that's not the holiday. That's, that's all not the holiday. No. That's all. I'm sorry. Listen, see, my special partner here brought me a gift for this uh, Valentine's Day. Even though we're back in time, uh, a little bit of a uh, little cool whiskey he brought me, and uh, it's flowing. So we're gonna have a great time. Great time. Writers I'm tears. Look him in the eyes. The entire podcast is gonna be great. But that's just because you can't blink because it's so good. <laughs> As he put, and I, I repeat, people, he put Sprite in a. Delicious pepper. I would. I would delicious whiskey. Oh, not geez. a real man. Not. A, I'm a fraud. Not a real man. So another awesome, hey, cool detail about tonight's podcast. We are running on a brand new mixer through a new system, new mic. <laughs> we have a button for that. We do, but I'm not going to hit it because I don't remember which one it is. <laughs> so bear with us while we get everything tweaked out. If the podcast turns out to be a little bit too loud, too quiet, let us know in the comments below. If you're on YouTube, if you're not on YouTube and you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, any of the above, visit treeofgeek.com and hit the contact us link and shoot us a message. Let us know what you're thinking, people. So at the time of recording this, I will say our last, or no, sorry, our first podcast of this year. Ah, what do we even call it? Day of Future Geeks. Thank you. Day of Future Geeks. Our look at 2024 I don't know what happened, but we hit over 200 views on YouTube, which to most people out there is chump change. To us, that was phenomenal. I don't know what happened. But if you're listening to this, we want to give a huge thank you. You don't understand how much we appreciate your support. My heart was like the Grinch, and it grew two sizes. I thought you were about to say, my heart goes on. You want me to sing Celine Dion right now? No. This episode is going to be spoiler-filled for the entire Alien franchise, the entire Predator franchise, and if you even maybe even a smidge of the comics or something here and there, like so. Yes, yes, Um, and of course, AVP one and two. Is there anything special going on in the geek world for you before we we dive into this? Anything 
Have you watched any new TV shows that you, maybe you heard about on the Days of Future Geeks? Or I'm ashamed to say know. it has been quite a while, but I've still only seen the first episode of Echo. But it was actually a lot better than I expected it to be. I have a half of the last episode to go. What do you think overall? Is it better I than you thought? It is long, even though there's not that many episodes. Like drawn out long? Like boring? There's a lot of reading, and I understand why. You know, it, there's a lot of sign no. language and, and things. I don't want to hear it. I, I, have fo- I have trouble focusing. I don't, I don't want to hear it. There's a lot of conversation. Right now, my wife, my wife is on season four out of five of the show Switched at Birth, which is... Oh, I know. I've seen it. Yeah, it's a deaf girl who got switched at birth. But long story short, there's just nonstop sign language. Yeah. So now when I'm talking to somebody and they start using their hands, I'm just like, what are you saying to me? Are you are you telling me something special? I and understand that that is the character. I kind of want to learn it now. But, yeah, well, yeah, sign language is, you know. Yeah, ASL, ALS. No, ASL, yeah. A, ALS is Luke Herring's disease. ASL. Uh, it just looks like an amazing yeah, thing. Yeah, it's very elegant. It's, yeah. I just, I expected there to be a little bit more kick-ass fighting in it. You know? Okay. Vincent D'Onofrio was killing it as Kingpin, though. I'm just saying. All right. So, uh, what about you? What's going on in your world? I was just going to go with Echo. Echo? Echo, because that's the only thing that was on the calendar that I've gotten a chance to get to. Um, uh, I wait did... for a little couple Doctor Who's to come out before yes. I jump into that. I did get caught up on uh, the Predator versus Wolverine comics. Definitely worth a read. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying them. I did get a hold, I don't know if I told you this, I did get a hold of that one comic book variant cover of Predator standing in front of his trophy wall, and it's just all different. You showed me a picture. It's all different Wolverine heads. Yeah. I did end up getting it finally. It was a little hard to track down because everybody wanted like a hundred bucks for it because it was the special one, but how did your second D&D game go? Oh, they all died. Well, okay. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought it went pretty good. Um. I took a lot of your advice, um, looked at a lot of things online, kind of all came together. And when I didn't know anything, I, they rolled a lot. Let's just say that there's a <laughs> lot of rolling going on, rolling perception left and right, <laughs> a lot of rolling. Um, yeah, it was, uh, let the dice tell the story. The The first part of their adventure, they were very stumped on. They, they just took forever to, to figure it out, but maybe. Was that the rock part you told yeah, me about? Yeah, the Gale of Door uh-uh. that I put in there. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. They tried to just go around, and I had their guy be like, dude, it's going to take like five weeks to go around. You have to go this way. No, it was fun. You know, they, hey, they sometimes the you, you got to railroad them a little bit. Yeah, they got to level two. All right. Good. All right. So uh, awesome. we're going to jump into. Let's, uh, uh, let's jump 20 years ago to 2004. For a lot of our cryo chambers, wake up a little bit. As long as it doesn't catch fire like James Franco. <laughs> ah. So I will say that right out of the gate. I'm very sad there are no flamethrowers in these movies. No, but there is uh, a little bit of trivia for for one of these movies that i found very surprising oh i look forward to it all right well josh if we're gonna dive into these movies what do we normally do to figure out who goes first the uh the good old d20 let's uh let's do this well before you roll i just gotta say one thing congratulations lions hopefully you're going to the super bowl or hopefully you already won the super bowl all right go ahead and roll what do you got what do you got oh i got a, a fight tonight we got a 14 14 here we go 17! Oh. Ah. All right, Michael. I'll let you do a little sipping while I do a little talking. All right, start us out. Let's jump 20 years in the past and get into it. 20 years in the past. Our past? Like the human past? From right, from this right exact now. moment. <laughs> okay, we're going to go into the past. All right, all right. Uh, so, yeah, we have a movie called Aliens vs. Predator. 
and it came out. And uh, what year was that? Two thousand four. Is that what you said? Twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. Unless yeah. you're listening I mean, to this twenty twenty four now. Unless you're listening to this in twenty twenty five, then it was uh, twenty one years ago. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, AVP, Alien versus Predator, came out in two thousand four. Directed by Paul W S Anderson, who is uh, pretty famous for his relationship with Mila Jovovich in those Resident Evil movies. And uh, music was by Harold Closer with a K. He also did The Day After Tomorrow and 10,000 BC. I thought it was a pretty decent soundtrack. We got a cast of, do you want me to read all through all these? Man, there are so many people in this movie. So I'm going to just hit up the I main ones. I put down the main, uh, it looks like six. I didn't do like all the mercenaries. and. I'll do the main ones here. Okay. We'll, we'll go over. Real We're... quick, is he related to just Wes Anderson? I don't know. The guy does I was all thinking those that the movies. whole time we were doing this, but then I completely forgot to the look at Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. That movie's awesome. Sana Lathan. Sana Lathan. Lex Woods. She is the guide. Um, does a little ice climbing. She's based on uh, Mashiko Noguchi from the comic books. The Those AVP the comic AVP book. comic books. Raul Bova is Professor Sebastian De Rosa. He's an archaeologist. Elk? What about Alchemist. He is a... He's an archaeologist. Archaeologist. Who finds Words a Pepsi cap. Pepsi cap. Yeah, thinks he's going to be famous. He's not. But anyway, they bring him along. He figures out about the pyramids. Lance Hendrickson. Hendrickson. I always say Hendrickson. There's no D in that. Yeah, it's Hendrickson. Hendrickson is coming back to the series. Charles Bishop Wayland is who he plays, an ancestor from some people later on in the series. Um, Ewan Bremer is Dr. Graham Miller, a Scottish chemical engineer. Pretty funny in there. Colin Salmon, like the fish. Maxwell Stafford, he's the assistant to Mr. Wayland. Tommy Flanagan from uh, those Sons of Anarchy TV shows plays Mark Verheiden, a member of the Armed Escorts. And uh, that that's the main cast. That, those are the ones that are important. Um, until well, you get to the actual Predators. I say, um, you're missing the two most important. We got Tom Woodruff Jr. Uh, plays the alien called Grid. Um, and then you have Ian White, who plays the Predator Scar, and he also does the other uh, Predators, I do believe. Yes, I everything I read said that he he did all three of the Predators, which I guess all three actually had names. I just remember Scar. Uh, yeah, uh, we got Scar, Chopper, Celtic, and Elder. But there's only three. That was four. Well, Elder was the one at the very end. Oh, gotcha. Gives okay. gives her the stat. What spoiler? Oh, spoilers. We already talked about spoilers. Oh yeah, never mind. We did that. Go back in time again. All right. So, uh, Josh, what what happens in this movie? What's what's the quick plot? Like, what even happens? Oh, uh, man, quick plot. Well, the Wayland Corporation picks up, uh, I believe it was like a, a massive heat signature. Heat bloom, they heat call it. bloom coming out of an island just off of Antarctica. I believe they said it was like a thousand miles off of Antarctica, but it was still an Antarctic island. It was cold. It was very cold, yeah. And so the Wayland Corporation decides we're going to send a group down there because our fancy equipment looks like there's a structure under the ice. Got to get there before anybody else gets yep. there. Uh, our buddy Bishop Wayland or Charles Bishop Wayland wants to be the first to stake claims to it because, you know, ego and all that fun jazz. Corporate greed. They get there and they find a massive hole already drilled all the way down. Like what? At a perfect 30 Which degree angle. It is. Which, if I remember reading correctly, uh, the bloom, the heat bloom was essentially the predator ship blasting like a laser to burn that hole, something no. like that. No, no, the heat bloom was there before. Okay, yeah, something, some mechanism that because like every so many years, this thing's supposed to start back up, right? So they capture the heat bloom, and also the predators are uh, told 
you know, through their technology, hey, something's going on over there. Then they fly their ship. Right. Oh, it's time. They're like, hey, we need to get down there. So, yeah, it's time. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, and then they really prepare their predators for what's about to happen, too, which is great. Yeah. So they drop uh, the predators off. They have very basic weaponry, actually. They have, what, their, uh, their knives and their fancy disc blades. That's really it. Yeah. Uh, They've got staff. a staff. Because they don't actually get their uh, ca- their shoulder cannon unless they get into the I think it's like the yeah, they center. Have to pass level one to get their shoulder. Yeah, cannons. basically. <laughs> well, things go awry. Awry. They, everything goes awry. The humans when, take their cannons. Yeah, the humans decide that uh, oh, we found this cool stuff. Let's take it. It triggers a trap. And it's, in my opinion, one of the coolest aspects of the movie is the whole pyramid turns into a massive moving puzzle. You've seen the movie. It, it's thirteen like, ghosts is what it reminded well, me. Of. It's what it reminded me of, a constantly changing... A, new, a newer one, it's The Escape Room. No, yeah, I haven't. It's kind of similar to that in some of those scenes as well. But yeah, def- definitely 13 Ghosts. I didn't think about that. Like the constantly shifting house, and yeah. yeah. Long story short, as you might imagine, not everybody's going to make it out of this movie. Well, no, the, the alien queen gets woken up yep. because she's warmed up. She was in cryostasis for um, centuries. I, I did, like, they do find, because the group splits for a minute. The one group finds this chamber with the weapons. The other group finds a chamber that has these sacrificial chambers. bodies laying everywhere, like skeletons with the chest burst open. Gee, I wonder what happened here. And when they take the weapon and all the stuff triggers, face huggers come out yeah. and the game starts. And the, pre- the three predators got to book it to get in there before they get locked out. Yep. And they find that their weapons are missing. Yeah. So and they're like, who took our weapons? And then they find out who took their weapons. And they take or try to take some of them back. Yeah. But now before. People get impregnated, and some aliens, some xenomorphs yep. start crawling around. Through a series of unfortunate events, good books people die, people become, well, not really become xenomorphs, but they give birth to xenomorphs. Yeah. Uh, lots of stuff happens. There's weird alliances made and really bad CGI. Yeah. There's but also some good. really cool stuff. But for 2004, it looked, I, I saw this in theater. In 2004, it looked all right. Yeah, yeah. It was a dark theater. I mean, I didn't expect much. It looked better than Jason X. Anything looked better than Jason X. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and then there's a final battle, and uh, something happens with one of the Predators that'll lead into the next movie. Yes. So, uh, jumping back, just to the overall premise of the movie, what are some specific aspects of each franchise that you were really happy to see pushed into this movie? Uh, a good example is, I, I loved how towards the end... I think it was, yeah, it was towards the end when the Predator finally takes his mask off. Our our main character, Lex, gives the classic, you're one ugly mother effer line. I mean, they didn't you know, get to the chopper. But it was a really good call out to the original, well, actually almost every Predator movie. Yeah, I feel like they were, they were definitely trying to link the popular phrases and quotes. Well, they were trying to feed both worlds. Just like it would not be an alien movie. Like if there was an alien movie that didn't have facehuggers, I would be so disappointed. Well, I, I feel like they played pretty evenly here, 50-50. They, they weren't like this is an alien movie with a predator in it or this is a predator movie with an alien in it. Right. This was a human it, movie. It was kind of like Freddy versus Jason. It, it was, they really went down the middle. They gave more or less better than the next movie, but they, I think they gave both of the franchise's screen time. But now you saw it in theaters, you said? I did. Were there people rooting for one side or the other? No, no. I never go to those wild theaters where people act like nuts. Like yeah. uh, Endgame when Cat picks up the hammer and like the whole theater goes nuts. That didn't I was there. It didn't. Not for me. The yeah. most exciting movie I think I've been to ever was uh, D&D, Honor Among Thieves. And it was just that people were laughing hysterically the whole time. 
they actually got the jokes. It was pretty wild during Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Oh, I can imagine. There was a lot of people dying. In that one. <laughs> but Rabbit Trail. So, Rabbit Trail. what are some uh, okay. what are some uh, franchise specific elements that you really enjoyed? I don't know if there was anything really specific. I like the Predator franchise. I don't know if there was anything specific um, that they brought in, or I was like, oh, that was cool. I don't know. I, I I would say not really anything, which is a weird. Well, that was anticlimactic. Thanks. <laughs> no, I just I didn't really think about it, but there's not. I mean, the Predator's there. And he uses some different weapons. I mean, it was cool they brought in the cannon. I feel like these Predators, from the very first movie on, the Predators get worse and worse at their cannon blasting, especially in the next movie. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I feel like they're just not that accurate, or maybe a, the Xenomorphs are just too quick. Maybe. Um, maybe. I, if anything, I think the Alien franchise got just a little bit more special uh, treatment when it comes to visuals. And I know you said some of the CGI is a little bit off and blood on invisible predators that we talked about before. In the beginning, that was awful. Yeah. But like the alien queen just looked amazing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But so that's something I did want to bring up because I don't know why, but I guess I was under the mental impression that the queen that we see in the earlier movies, like I guess I always thought there was only one. And then when that one dies, there's another one. But this shows that there could easily be multiple at one time because who knows how long that queen was there. That queen had been there a minute. But that's what I mean. Like, so are there different queens? And if there is, does that mean there's different hives? Like, could there be warring factions of xenomorphs that serve different queens? I don't know if they would war or not. See, like if two anthills ran into each other, would they... Depends on what type of ants they are. You see what I mean? It's yeah. it just brings up a question about their uh, their their basic life structure. I don't know what the right well, word here is. We have a section towards the end where we'll talk about the future, and we'll bring this back up again. Okay. Because uh, I think that's some some good talking points to get to. It's like we don't have a structure. <laughs> it's like the worst two movies in all of this, and yet we have some of the deepest questions for this. Yeah, and that's that's strange. So we got the plot. What about you? Is there anything specific that you... Facehuggers. Facehuggers. Quotes. Uh, the cloaking ability, of course. And I, I did, I really liked that we got to see the Predator's Code of Honor again. Even in, I mean, you could tell they were zealous younger teenager almost. Uh, Yaucha. Yaucha. I, I saw a thing online, someone called them Yauchuas. Yauchua? Well, it's I, Y-A-U-T-J-A. I, yeah, I know, so I'm not sure. Uh -huh. Somebody on the phone today was trying to say the word, too. He's like, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Comment below or <laughs> send a message. Pronunciation. Let us know how to say this. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. I, I'm always going to say it. I just, I really like that even as a younger, you know, more ready to get in there and kill stuff, they still followed their code. I mean, they demolished the people that were topside, but. Well, they had weapons. They did. Did they? They did, but they weren't really a threat. Did the minor guy have weapons? Well, see, here's my thing, though. They get their top side. They take out the people in the fishing village that's been abandoned forever. I think it's a fishing village. Doesn't matter. I think they're screwing around there because they're like, well, the heat bloom started, but we got time. There's some, let's do a little practicing here. So wait, you're telling me it's the lobby? Yeah, it was like, it was like target practice for them. You know, get a little warm up, get a little run around the track before we run the race, you know? And then they're like, oh, well, we need to get down here. Like, oh, okay, we got to go now. Had they not messed around with those guys, they could have been down there. I did like when the ship flies over the village. Like, I thought that was done really... Uh, yeah. Like, it's just a whispering, quiet... You know, the guy's Very like, oh, clean. What, what, what was that? What was that? 
It's very clean. Yeah. Yeah. Very whisper quiet. Is there anything that you learned in your research about anything like trivia wise behind the scenes that you thought was pretty, pretty awesome, pretty amazing? You're like, what? We did talk briefly off mic about the queen. What was it? There was a puppet CGI and then an animatronic that they used for the queen. So there was three different models used. The animatronic, uh, I'm pretty sure they said it took like 12 people to man or maybe it was the puppet because it was a big puppet. Well, I, I did learn that it was the most intricate and uh, advanced, like, puppet, uh, like, realistic effect at the time. Like, animatronic. Like, the most advanced because of all the, the moving parts and everything they had to do with it to make it work. And well, it, she's huge in the movie. Well, and that's something I really liked about it too, is they didn't rely solely on uh, CGI and whatnot. They, they went practical back. Practical effects. They went back to what worked. Practical effects every time. Um, I guess this movie was really called Hunt. Alien versus Predator. That was the original title. Interesting. The spear that Lex is given at yeah. the end. Made from the Xenomorph tail? No, the one that the Elder gives to her when it's all said and done. Oh, yeah. Um, that shows up in The Predator. So when Olivia Munn's character walks into the bio lab when they got the Predator strapped down. Yeah. There's a trophy wall. Because that was in 2014 or something like that. I'm not, I don't remember when that came out. Something like that. It yeah. was a ways later. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, but it's in the trophy case that's up on the wall. I didn't. I didn't even realize. How do you know it it's the same it. spear. People on the internet say it is. Oh, perfect. And that that makes <laughs> sense. If we get, uh, I mean, if IMBD trivia says it's the right thing, then it is. You mean IMDb that gave this movie a massive five point seven out of ten? Yeah, it's better than four point seven out of ten. That is, yes, yeah. it is, it is. So the original setting was supposed to be on a planet called Ryushi. Uh, which was from the comics. Wait, on a planet? Yeah, a uh, predator hunting ground. And I'm curious... Sounds familiar. ...if this lingered on somewhere and ended up in Predators, because obviously they're on a predator hunting ground. But they never named that hmm. planet, so I'm curious if the planet in Predators is Ryushi. I never read yeah. the comics or anything. Um, Roland Emmerich and Guillermo del Toro were both attached to this at one point to direct before Anderson got his... Uh, his mitts on it. That could have been a completely different movie if Guillermo del Toro took over. Wow. Pan's Labyrinth with... My brain just goes crazy just fantasizing what he could have done with this. I guess he went on and did Hellboy instead. Um, uh, whatever Roland Emmerich did, I'm not sure. But the music guy is known to do a lot of stuff with him. Okay. So he stuck around. The Predator's thermal vision looks nothing like it does in the other Predators. What's up with this? Yeah, Why did they change this I can up? see that. It's yeah. not really a trivia thing, but it's in my notes here. Well, that's their like little wrist computer thing. It looked totally different, too. Yeah, I, they, I think this is like a different timeline. I'm going to go with that. Oh, you and your timeline. timelines. Well, I mean, it doesn't connect to the other ones, and they have been ignored in the other movies, other than The Predator, I suppose. I don't have anything specific in trivia. I didn't find a lot in the deep dives for either one of these movies that I found particularly interesting, worth noting, or talking about. I did have... Which makes perfect sense that we're doing an entire episode on this. Oh, of course. I did have that Lex is based off of a character from the comic book, but you already, uh, you already took that wind out of my sail. I don't know if it was this one. I, I heard something, um, but I read it the other day, that when this alien queen is... Like, when she is stabbed or something, and she's, like, puking up blood or something yeah so they couldn't get it to stop and it kept like hitting lathan in the face or something like the, the stakes were all messed up i don't know yeah it was something oh, weird wow so i did read I, I love fan theories 
But uh, there was a huge fan theory that the queen's not dead. That she was being pulled to the bottom of the Ar- the Antarctic Ocean. Antarctica Ocean? Yeah. Antarctic. Sure, why not? Arctic Ocean. And that she's just going to refreeze. Well, yeah. she thawed out originally, which I guess they were supposedly going to use that at some point as, like, an expedition finds her or something and brings her up, not knowing exactly what it is. But obviously, we never got an AVP-3. It would have been, you know, they could have, like, mixed it in with, like, uh, like the Abyss or Leviathan and some, like, underwater crew finds it. Kind of like the thing. That would be cool, yeah. But it's just, like, some frozen, like, they can't tell. Or maybe she's, like, turned into goo a little bit or something. You know, she's been down there for so long. Or maybe they just find parts, and but somehow people get impregnated and all over. And, you know, they can do reduced Deep Star 6 because that movie sucks. That's right. I jumped back on to my horror movie kick. I'm currently in 1989. I was like, I've never seen that. And everybody says it's not good, but how bad could it be? It's not good. Oh, okay. You know, Leviathan is way better. It's nice. like it's like the thing underwater. I did read another fun theory that in uh, Predator 2, when we see the Xenomorph skull on the wall in the trophy room, that that was originally meant to be more of like, a, not really a diss on Alien, but more of a, our character stronger than yours, our character could kill you. And that was what kind of sparked this idea originally of, well, why don't they meet? And, well, this is why they don't meet. Yeah, that's why. Oh. Yeah. It did pretty decent in the box office for for expecting to just be trash and not do well. Um, I saw some. Yeah, I, I have the numbers here. You do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it says, even though it received negative reviews, for the most part, it still grossed $177.4 million worldwide against its $60 to $70 million production budget. Which means it over doubled its revenue. It paid itself back and then some, quite a bit. So I mean, it did really, it yeah, did if, really if well. You look at how much each movie's made in all the franchises. It's not at the bottom, right? Like it's it's in the bottom quarter, but it's still right. done pretty pretty well. Then it's good because uh, it, it's a fun action popcorn movie. So do you want to go into what you didn't like or what you do like about this movie? Want to get the negative out of the way? I like to get the negative right. out of the way. That way I can give praise at the end. All right, so we'll dive right into my first negative that you're going to say, it's a different timeline, but I'm going to say it anyways, okay? Go ahead. This movie severely hurts the continuity of all the source material. If you include it, it does. You have to include it. I don't. <laughs> Is there a Bible that says well, I have so to? The timeline shows that the Predators were interacting with the ancient civilizations. They taught them how to build the pyramids, like... Was none of that makes Aztecs sense when it comes and the to the Egyptians. Yeah. None of it makes sense. And then it showed them fighting the xenomorphs on the pyramids. But then this was supposed to be based like in now, in our time right now. This Whereas, is one of those time. This is one of the not. I almost said timeline. This is one of those ancient civilizations that Graham Hancock is that it's disappeared. That's why we can't find them, Graham. It's because the predators wiped them so out. That whole idea. Apparently, it was based on the whole ancient aliens helping ancient civilizations. Right. It was the, the actual theory of that was used in the uh, development and birth of this whole movie. But come on, man. Like, you jump to Covenant and you find out that, we'll see, that, that Walter, or I mean, that David created these perfect beings. Ridley Scott ignored these movies. Because he doesn't include him in his timeline. He did, didn't he? Which is going to be kind of crazy as we talk about the future franchise because there's going to be some more ignoring going on. Oh, that makes me mad. Yeah. All right, what, what do you hate or dislike? Um, Not hate. Dislike. I didn't like the the inconsistency of the acid blood. 
Okay. Burn some things, doesn't burn other things. I Okay, so here's the deal. These pr- three predators are going to be sent to this planet. They know what the xenomorphs are. I'm assu- like, they're not just going to send them to blind. Hey, this is an ancient temple thing that we breed these. It's your turn to go hunt them. They should know about the physiology. Either that or they're just very inept predators, the first two. And the one looked really cool because he had like the skulls, like sticks yeah. and skulls uh, on the back there. And the other thing that kind of irritated me is the gestation period. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like Star Trek. Uh, the, the ship moves at the speed of plot. Well, the impregnation moves at the speed of plot in the in, in these later movies. Takes five minutes for some. I could get maybe why the predator takes longer. Yeah. Maybe it's a different, you know, for but for humans. It still that we've took a long seen, time, though. Yeah. For humans that we've seen in so many movies, we know there's a rough time. But these ones, it just didn't make sense why it was so quick, like so fast. Right. And you can't really go by evolution because these aliens are way before as opposed to the aliens in the future. And that's when you start getting into your inconsistency with time. That's just like you see the blood, you know, yeah, the acid blood burns the ground a little bit. But in the movie Alien, you see the acid blood literally burning through the hulls of this metal ship, not stone. Like. Yeah. So I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I there. feel like they just, but I also remember it was convenience. Resident Evil one and two kind of cool. But after that is like, what the fraggle rock are we watching here? If Anderson just does whatever he wants on screen. <laughs> like It's some crazy stuff. And I didn't like the predator vision. Yeah. Don't screw with the predator vision. So when you ask me what specific thing for the franchise is like, and you know that I like predator more, I can't really say anything specific that I loved because they kind of changed things around. Um, it was cool. The predators were really strong, and it did show their strength. You know, yeah. even against a xenomorph, they were shoulder blocking like, them through the pillars, charging and, straight. At, yeah, yeah. Some of the, I mean, the action stuff was cool, but we're not. We're on. We're on to the things we don't like. So I said, predator vision. You got anything else? Oh yeah. Okay. What? <laughs> oh yeah. So it's gonna be a late night. We all right. Now this is just more of a nitpick, but we've seen predators not kill before. We've seen him not kill the the, the pregnant cop in uh, Predator 2. We've seen... Or the little kid. You want some candy? <laughs> yeah. But we've never seen them stop, make an alliance with, and help arm a, another person. I now, think he saw how badass she was. Really, though? Yeah, I mean, she's holding her own. She'd still be insanely inferior to him in his eyes. Oh, of course. Well, at first he was walking away. But I mean, that's what I mean. It's one thing to... And she's like, hey, man, get over here. I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> Waylon did that too, and then he got. Yeah, we just, he just knocked him out of the way. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I, I just had engineer. a little bit of a hard time. Like, oh, you're gonna follow your code of honor. Okay, cool. But this is your coming of age ritual thing. Well, like, let me ask you this: Do you have a code of ethics that you try to follow every day to be a good person? Sure. You fuck those up. No, daily? never, never. Oh, okay. I forgot, I forgot you were perfect. I yeah, apologize. I am perfect. Yeah, okay. I'm well, going to put like an, throw my whole entire point out there. I'm going to put an angel <laughs> right here. No, I, I, I see what you mean. Sometimes you have to twist things. Every once in a while, even a monk probably punches somebody, you know? I don't know about that. I mean... Okay, every once in a while, a monk accidentally steps on a blade of grass. If you're a monk, leave a comment below. <laughs> yeah, steps on a blade of grass. They accidentally kill a beetle. If you play a monk in D&D, let us know. Ooh. Emily is a fairy monk. I had a friend who played a, uh, it was a monk, and he took the way of the drunken fist or something like that. That's awesome. So his character was always drunk. The problem was he purposely would get actually drunk to play, and it got really old really quick. Yeah, I bet that would. It did, yeah. All right, what about you? Anything else? It was PG-13. It was. Uh, which is stark contrast to its sequel. 
Yes, which I think was a, a refreshing change, but but we'll get to that later. Um, you think with Anderson known for his Resident Evil type stuff, and I don't know if Resident, yeah, I think Resident Evil was before this, wasn't it? The first one, yeah, yeah. So like that movie's Thing. pretty wicked. I mean, we can we can definitely do some research there as I ramble on here, but it is a nice tight movie that doesn't have a, a whole lot of extra filler, and it does have some xenomorph blood going on. Two years prior. Two years prior. Yep. I just think maybe they thought PG-13 was just going to make, I mean, Scream well, like, way years before could, that made a lot of money for PG-13. They might have thought PG-13, they could just pull but, in a broader audience by going 13 and like get a new, fresh audience for the franchises, but, but they, it I feel waters like it disappointed down. the diehard fans. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely water. it waters down. Predators skin people alive. Which we didn't see. No, no skinning alive in this one. They, well, they didn't have time. We strung the one guy up, topside. But I don't think he ever skinned them. Yeah, I think they had to realize they had to rush down there. Maybe. But but even then, they were kind of waltzing towards the door. I wanted to see them go down the tunnel. Did they, like, slip and slide down it? Did, like, I don't know. One of the trivia things was there was... I mean, some of these people watch these movies like eagles. They're like, oh, yeah. They're like, oh, there was, like, nine cords, but there was clearly only six people or something, and... The one that one dude that survived topside went sliding down, like he should have not have landed where he did. Then when they first get there, Lex says they're directly above the pyramid. But if that tunnel is thirty degrees and that long, there's absolutely no way they were directly like these people are like really digging into this stuff. Maybe it curves. That's what she likes. Anyway, um, oh my. <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's move on to what we do like about this. Unless you have a crap ton that you hate, I got one more that I one don't. One more, like. one more, and it's again. You're gonna you're gonna just tell me <laughs> get over it. Okay, this it's uh, it's more of a logistical thing. Okay, the the young Yautjas. Yes, the three teens. I'm, they gotta be teens. They're showing up to do their their coming of age ritual. There was the bloom thing, the warm the heat bloom, whatever. They show up. Yes. They go down, and they're going to do all this fun jazz. How would they have done this if the people weren't there? They were going to do it regardless, right? But the Wayland expedition showed up to do their own thing, unexpected to the Predators and everyone else, I assume. Because, I mean, well, they should, how they would they should, ever they made the tunnel before the people got there? Because they showed up and saw the tunnel. Who? The Predators made the tunnel. Yes. Because when the humans got there, like, hey, where the hell did this tunnel come from? Yes, but the Predators weren't down there yet. How did the Predators know that humans would show up? Because they need the humans in order to gestate the alien. Maybe they were just going to go shut down the reactor to the thing. They were just going to go shut it down. Maybe that was their plan. You see maybe their plan. Yeah, but maybe their major plan wasn't to start a whole entire deal, even though that's what the hieroglyphs say. Maybe they're... Maybe somebody up top in the corporate offices of the Yaucha LLC was like, listen, that was a money waster. We lost a ton on that one. Let's send in Jimmy, John, and Joey down in there, and let's, let's take care of this. They're goof-offs. Get them from the mailroom. Send them down. They live, they live, they die, they die. And I don't even give a shit if it's the president's son. Send them down there, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll shut this down. They weren't planning on actually starting up a whole entire deal. I'm just spitballing. I don't know. Here. I don't know. That that's the thing with these movies. They don't. Is that why they came without weapons because they weren't expecting a resistance. Yeah, they were just going to go down there and flick the switch. So, do you think the human interference? Do you think it made things better or worse? Worse. <laughs> what are humans good for? Becoming xenomorphs or yes. birth, birthing yeah. xenomorphs? Yeah. 
Because I'm oh. watching it, and I'm thinking, because I just watched it a couple days ago. I watched them both again, just as a, a final refresher. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching, and I'm just like, okay, wait a minute. Like, first off, where did the facehuggers just come from? The eggs have been sitting there for, like, hundreds of you know, years? Well, she got warmed up, she started pumping. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, she screams for a little bit, then two shots later, they come in after but her. If the already... humans weren't there and they were there for their coming of age ritual, were they just gonna like run around punching facehuggers? <laughs> I don't know. I I think they were just gonna go flick the switch. I really do. It's like playing against the flood in Halo with no weapons, just run around <laughs> punching everything. This is like the whole Indiana Jones thing. Like, even if he wasn't there, <laughs> the Nazis still would have died. Like, he didn't do anything <laughs> but tag along for the adventure. I don't care what anybody says. It was a great adventure. Talking about the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, so yeah, like, he, he was not needed for this movie. Oh man, you're you're right. I, I never thought of it that way. It's the one fan theory that I do prescribe to because it's true. We should do an episode all on Indiana Jones and just break down how ridiculously amazing and ridiculous oh, those movies are. Then you're gonna have to come over so we can actually watch the one. And Danae's just out of luck. Uh, yeah, because I love those movies. Not Crystal Skull. Can we skip that one? No, no man. It's. Dang. It's definitely not the. Okay, all right, not, all right. No, 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 no. That is my Reel last. It in. That is Reel my last uh, dislike. Uh, well, there's more, but that's my last like real Major one. dislike about it was what were they doing there other than their ritual? But if there were no people, how were they going to do it? Unless they were expecting that fishing village to still be populated. No, they got to keep up on human timeline. You got to know what's going on with this. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. They give you how enough often, story, but not enough backstory. Did it say how often they did this? I think there's a number in there, but I don't remember. It's probably like an even 100 or 1,000 yeah. or something. It's probably like every 17 years and four months. <laughs> Is that Eastern Standard Time? Or? Yeah. What do you like about this? Um, well, I like that the movie's short and sweet. Not a lot of extra filler. Um, I like that it's straight to the point. It was a shorter movie. Yeah, so like... An like, hour and a half? Yeah, they're like, here's the aliens, they're coming alive, here's some predators to stop them, some humans are going to get murdered in the middle, all and, them, all them, yeah. you know, it's just, it was, yeah, a lot of inconsistencies, but if you just kind of, like, look past them, it's just a short, sweet movie. Um, despite all the inconsistencies, the movie's just kind of popcorn fun, but it probably would have been better if it would have been, you know, rated yeah. R. Well, that, that is one thing I had written down from my praises, is very fun movie, not amazing, but fun. It's a good back. I like you don't have to you don't have to think about this movie. It was definitely a good like put on just for something to be on TV. Watch it, play on your phone, watch it. I mean, it's one of those movies you can you look absolutely... up when the when the predators, you yes. know, charging and they're fighting yes. and they're they're slicing them, the dude right behind them like a ninja. Now, like the original alien, I'll I'll sit there glued to the TV. I don't understand. I gotta throw this in there and not to think about it because I said the ninja part. Why did Scar that's the main the outfit, yeah. Why did he take his helmet off? Well, because he had to burn that symbol into it for his first xenomorph kill. That's my understanding. And he couldn't wait until it was. That was okay. my understanding because when she kills plot. her first, that's why plot. That's when he burns onto yeah. her cheek. Yeah, great place for that. You know. Yep. Right in the it's middle. Be, it's of gonna the... make a good story at the bar. Uh, yeah. So I, I did. I have to say it. I love the concept of having two major enemies like that from two different franchises I in one place. I agree with you on this point that it's a big swing that somebody finally said, let's do this. Let's bring these two franchises together. Well, and I mean, this was pre MCU I mean, by a year, but still like it was before the idea of let's take a whole bunch of movies and mash them into a, an extended universe together. Like they took two franchises that had both been around for 20 years at this point. 
Is this 2004? Well, I was just looking because J- Freddy versus Jason was 2003. So Do you think it, that influenced? I did because at that time, and for a long time, Freddy vs. Jason was the highest grossing horror movie. Seriously? Yes, it was. I saw that in the theater with my mom and my, my best friend. But yeah, walks it, out of the water and Freddy wings? Yeah. All I know is Jason they closed didn't... his eye last, so he won. But the fact that he that won? was... Jason closed his eyes last, so he won. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Jason won. So I think the popularity of that and them going, oh my God, we can merge these two franchises. Like if it worked there, it can work here and we can make a crap ton of money. It didn't make, I don't, I don't believe it made as much money altogether as Freddy versus Jason. I think Freddy and Jason had a bigger fan base. Everybody knows who Freddy versus, you know, like everybody knows who these characters right. are. I guess you would know who the alien is, but a lot of people like haven't seen a bunch of alien movies. Maybe well, everyone hears Freddy Krueger and they think, "Oh, he kills you in your dreams." Welcome to prime time, bitch. You, yeah, you hear uh, Jason Voorhees and you think guy in a ski mask with a big machete, but you hear Predator and all you know is Arnold Schwarzenegger. You do the chopper. You hear Alien oh. and you just think of if it bleeds. You know, Geiger. Kill it. Like hey. I, I totally understand. They, yeah. This is two franchises that people may not have really known a whole lot about. Prior to this coming out, I wish you could go back in 2004, 2003 and say, just grab 50 people and say, raise your hand who saw Alien 3. Or you raise your hand and who fought, who saw. Raise your hand if you want to admit you saw Alien. (laughs) Like who saw Freddy 3 or Jason 3, you know, that like, oh, wait a minute, is that the one where he's, you know, like how. I think they're just more popular. I think they were trying to ride those coattails. And, you know, it, it was still a success. I'm not downing it here, but it is what it is. And here we are, 20 years later, as you keep pointing out. I thought the action sequences were pretty good. Yeah. I thought they were pretty well put together. There's a scene where, you know, at the end where Scar goes flying up in the air, twirling around, kind of like silent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's about to get destroyed by the queen and you see him do this like fancy ninja work up in the air behind and it's horrible cgi i thought it was good i thought it looks cool i do i think i still think it looks cool i don't think it's cool that he got stabbed right in the chest with a tail and yet his baby lived that doesn't make a whole lot of sense but you know what if it would have got him in the like right in the gut and on the end of the tail through him you see the xenomorph the little baby xenomorph hanging there and then the alien just screams even more. <laughs> um, speaking of the alien, I thought, like we talked about how big of the, the performance it was for that. Yeah. But it looked wet. It looked gross. It looked nasty. It looked oh, it menacing. was. It the was alien terrific. queen was awesome. Oh, absolutely. That was my favorite part of the whole movie. The design. And that, that was my other They brought, they brought major back the praise. breath a little bit. That see that, that frozen breath. Yes. Did yeah. That, well, see, that was my other praise. Like, the costume and uh, overall design of... The queen, the predator, like everything about that I thought was so beautifully done. I, I know you're not going to do it, but if you take the time, if you're listening to us now, get on YouTube, pull up a clip of like that final battle and pause it and just take a minute to appreciate the insane detail that they put into these costumes. Well, again, the queen wasn't a costume. It was a puppet and stuff, but it's just mind blowing. Like It's beautiful. And like you said, like, you literally see how they're supposed to be like heavily sal- salivating and you yeah, see it just weird, like ripping. mercury type blood oh, or, or drool, I guess. I don't, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird and how the, they do it. It's but, beautiful. And I like the it size. Is. Dude, she was like a like a like a not a T-Rex, but more like an Allosaurus or something like she was just big yeah like the like we've never seen a xenomorph like this big before we got ripley's kid in resurrection sort of big and that queen was big but like this queen is like huge 
He was like shackled. Got some BDSM going down there yeah, in the, the queen, jungle. The queen and aliens. Yeah, I don't know. I think this one was bigger. Really? I think this chick's bigger. So I think this one was full grown. I think the one in Aliens was still growing. I think you give her like okay. another couple. I mean, they grow fast. Give her a couple more days and she might well, be Well, I mean, size. this one was down there for what? Hundreds of years easily. Yeah. Thousands. I mean, whoo, as a big mama. I so, did like how they broke her out. So I, I love that, but it also ticks me off because not. It doesn't take me off that they broke the mama queen out by stabbing her to use her acid blood to burn the chains. It ticked me off that they stole that and put it in resurrection how many years later when the siblings kill the third one to burn a hole in the floor to break out. Is resurrection after AVP? In my head, it's always before. I looked it up because I'm thinking... Where's resurrection from? What? I don't know. When is resurrection from? Uh, let me I look like, this info. But it, it made me mad because I looked it up thinking like, holy crap, they stole that from resurrection. And I was like, oh my word, they they didn't. It's just one more reason why resurrection is trash. Resurrection's from 1997. <laughs> okay, reverse what I said. <laughs> what I meant is... <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> Like, there's no way Sigourney Weaver came back after AVP. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, let me reverse that. <laughs> Everything I said still stands. It just made me mad that they copied the exact same method to break out something. I want to know why the My chains, apologies. Why the chains did not account for acid. You have this massive creature with acid blood. You don't just, you have this alien technology even back then. You couldn't make some metal. Well, I feel just in case. I feel like the xenomorphs were never meant to get down to the queen. Yeah, what if she starts ripping her wrist around and she cuts her wrist and acid blood starts coming out? Band aids. No, I'm just saying. Like, why doesn't it? I guess. I mean, she's not stupid. She would have to. uh, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the inconsistencies. Yep. Overall, good friend of mine. uh, Out of ten, what do you give this movie? Oh man. Um, out of ten, IMDb is a five point seven. I would have to give it your personal score. I would have to give it a six point five. Six point. While it wasn't in any way my favorite of the two franchises, it was incredibly entertaining, and it was a completely new look at those universes for me. As someone who doesn't watch horror movies nearly as much, I mean, every now and then, Freddy versus Jason wouldn't. It never came on my radar. I've never seen it. Well, I've I've seen bits and pieces like on TV. That's how I know about the whole head thing. It hasn't aged well. This was something that loving both franchises, because again, I just saw both full franchises for the first time about a year ago. I'd seen the original Alien, the original Predator, you know, what, early teens on television all the time. This pulled two universes that I was in love with and put them together. And even though it wasn't the best movie in the world, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's like Ant-Man Quantumania to me. Not the best movie in the world, but I liked it because it was a lot of fun. I think I'd watch this before that. I would too. But I give it a seven. All right. 6.5, seven. That's pretty close. Seven to me is a good movie. Eight's a solid, great movie. Nine is like awesome. And 10 is like Return of the King. So good luck beating it. Ten, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so lot of out there. how do you think that this movie affects each franchise in its own? Well, it's ignored, so I don't think it affects it a lot. If, if you mean by like inspiration for future ideas. Yeah. I think it might've given them the horrible idea in the predator that they could do some wacky stuff. I mean, obviously in that one, they, they have the staff in there. So there had to have been, if they took the time to, to watch AVP and bring that in, they're like, Oh, okay. 
But it might have been some inspiration there. Oh, it might wait, have... you mean it's just another point saying that this is in the continuity that doesn't make sense? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Just checking. Yeah. If if you're on that sacred, not the sacred timeline, if you're on that branch, you know how I feel what, about What branches. would you change about this movie? What would I change about it? To make it better. It? To make it more. Rated and, R. And, really? <laughs> I'd make it rated R to make it better. And I would. Put some of those xenomorph dogs, or I mean predator dogs in it. <sighs> Xena dogs. Dude, could you imagine those? Uh, the the. What if that's like an alien delicacy? Xena dogs. Like we have hot dogs, they have Xena dogs. Maybe. Could you imagine though, like having those predator dogs from uh, the movie Predators and dropping them into the tight spaces of this pyramid? Like, oh man, that'd be horrible. That'd be predator terrifying. dog that gets impregnated by an alien dog. I think it would be cool. Well, we're gonna talk about this later. I'm going to hold that thought. Oh, good. Right back to that thought. structure. That structure we have. got to have structure. Well, no, I, I did type an outline. It's just, you know, I got to follow it, I suppose. See, I'm not this, a professional. This outline, I thought about questions that I would ask myself and wrote them down as questions to ask you because why not? So I'm going to interview you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so looking at this movie, in respect to both franchises, you know, all that funness, what what did you enjoy the most versus what did you find to be the most disappointing when you went into this, you know, fresh, not really knowing what to expect. It's just, holy crap, it's Alien versus Predator. What were you insanely disappointed by? And what How did you actually... the Predators got killed. The first two. Yeah. They just got, like, taken out. Like, okay, one of them gets taken out like nobody's business. The second one puts up a two-minute fight, gets taken out. I was like, what? Now... I understand and that you have by, to level the playing field. Yes, but it was also by, like, baby xenomorphs, just fresh. Yeah, hot. that's why. Like, these are young pups. Like, these aren't very experienced. I don't know. That that kind of irritated me. What'd um, you enjoy? Watching it, what was something that you left the theater thinking, wow, that was a really cool aspect? I just like the third Predator beating the hell out of everything. I did. Did you like Grid? Grid, the, the one that got killed second? No. Are you talking about, the, oh, the, the alien that is called Grid because Grid of was thing. the xenomorph that they threw that, like, contracting net on. Yeah, and it like cut into I liked its how skull. There's a scene where it slinks back into the shadows, when it starts like like it was I, smarter. I the specific scene, but there was something going on, and it was like gonna impulsively do something, and then it slunk back into the shadow, like it was thinking, oh. and that's what I like. It it brought me back to like the original Predator. I mean, I'm sorry. Let me respeak the original Xenomorph from Alien that kind of was sneaky and was like devious. Reminds you of like a raptor. You know? Like those commercials of that basketball party. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what's your favorite scene? We do it every Final fight scene. The final fight? Yeah. The one with the horribly bad ballerina CGI. Yeah. Yeah, that. See, mine's right after the final fight. I, I just, I really like the scene of the big elder giving Lex the weapon. Because it was, it was just a hardcore callback to uh, Danny Glover. Yes. I almost said Donald Glover. But no, not <laughs> not Spider-Man in this. Yeah, uh, it was it was a great callback to uh, the pistol and everything. Any other comments on uh, the first AVP from twenty years ago? I'm glad it happened because I think it opened the door for some other things in our world to to meet up when it comes to cinema. Um, not really have anything that specific comes to mind, but I know something has happened somewhere. The franchises, Marvel. maybe not. Yeah, Marvel. All of Marvel. Hey, well, I think WBs, aren't they like buying Paramount soon or something? So, yeah, I heard something about that. Yeah, pretty soon, like, it's all, oh, it's all going to be one big company. It's all going to be Disney. So then you will see Star Trek and Star Wars and Terminator and Jurassic Park, and they're all just going to be mixed in together. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'll be back. Eat my T Rex. 
No, you won't. Toretto uh, just rips in with his charger and just slams into a xenomorph. With the, That's for talking to my family. With Caesar the monkey in the passenger <laughs> <Yes>. seat. <laughs> Uh, just right. a heads up, if you haven't stuck around to the very end of our episodes, I do throw a random little soundbite at the end of every episode <laughs> with a fun little <laughs> AI image, and the one was absolutely a Vin Diesel-looking character next to a monkey on a black charger with the with Michael's soundbite saying, family. family. I can't do it, sorry. Family. But AI wouldn't let me do Vin Diesel. It literally came up saying, due to copyright reasons, we can't do this. Would you like me to make a tall, bald white man instead? And I'm like, yes, please do that. Listen, we were shooting some images back and forth, and I kept trying to use Tom Hanks, and I was getting some issues. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Don't worry. Some of those images did work, and I'm going to be putting them on socials. Or they're they're already there, and you'd be like, oh, that's the one he's talking about now. We agreed on the one for the cover of the Predator episode. I I literally had tears laughing at work. the first one you made, too, like your first prompt. Oh, so good. Yeah. All right, moving on. Moving on to the second movie. Three years later, they decided to pump out another one, AVP Requiem. I think from now on, when we do these, I should actually put the year next to the title oh, I, <laughs> the way I can remember they come out um so let's diving into it we'll get the logistics out of the way it grossed 130.2 million worldwide on a budget of 40 million so they were given less money but they actually technically made more if yeah, you did you see the domestic in that one yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that was worldwide, I said. Um, and IMDb came in at a huge 4.6. Um, I'm pretty confident, if I remember correctly, in saying that is the lowest of both franchises. More than likely. I, I think uh, Resurrection and 3 were both, like, low fives, but I don't think they were fours. Oof, that, that's, that's rough. Yeah. You Who wanna, directed this? This is directed by the brothers Colin Gray and Greg Strauss. The brothers Strauss. Who did the sky? We're doing the Skyline series, another alien movie. Oh yeah, that that, I saw the first one, seemed cool, and then never watched anything else after that. I saw the trailers. Music was by someone I don't have written down. Brian Tyler, who's done Marvel movies. He's, I mean, this dude has done movies. Yes, Aerosmith. Yeah, that's Steven Tyler. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. I know. Loving an elevator. <laughs> Could you imagine if he did the soundtrack to this? <laughs> There'd be a very slow ballad at Dude. some point in the middle of it. Dude, looks like a predator. And then you just see the predator like taking a cookie cracker a little <laughs> down of the stomach of the xenomorph. <laughs> oh, Don't wanna miss a thing. <laughs> Again, I say this every episode. If you can do CGI, please send us these. I, I need to see this now. Yeah, when I wrote down Brian Tyler, I wrote next to it a fuck ton of big budget movies. <laughs> He did Thor Dark World. He he's, he's done a lot of, oh, a lot did of it. stuff. Again, not a horrible movie. Not I'm good. not sure. I didn't see it on there, but I think he might have done 300. I think that was Brian, uh, Brian, Brian Tyler joined. If I'm not, if I'm wrong, somebody correct me. You can go through the cast on this one. I did the cast of the last one whenever you are ready. All right. So diving into the cast of this one, we have uh, Dallas Howard. Oh, Stephen Pasquale. Good, because I did not know how to pronounce that last name, so I'm glad you jumped in there. Uh, he is playing a recently released convict, and... Can I just, like, make fun of these as you go? <laughs> please. Please, that will actually make this movie worth hey, watching. I just got out of prison, and I got this really cool leather jacket I picked up at JCPenney, and just so you know, I'm a badass. He reminded me of, like, no. a dollar store James Dean. Yeah, I guess... <laughs> yeah. There's that guy. Uh, 
Kelly O'Brien, played by Ryko Aylesworth. She's a soldier returning home to her family after deployment. I, I'm not going to make fun of her. The daughter hates her because she wasn't there, but doesn't hate her, just acts estranged to her. I don't want you to read me story. Yeah. Mm. Whatever, kid. Eddie Morales, played by John Ortiz, the sheriff this guy. of Gunnison and childhood friend to Dallas. I love the name of the town. Gunnison. Gunnison. Uh, this, do we believe in this guy's the sheriff? <laughs> well, even he can't. He's like, I can't believe I'm sheriff. Like, I can't either. Like, where, 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 well, what? they even say at one point something like, you know, oh, you should ride in the back of the police car. Oh, I remember when you used to be back here with me. Then why are you the sheriff? The, oh, I, I did not type this in, so I got to say it now before. Or, before you forget. Why, why is it that when the, the murders start happening, <laughs> that his childhood friend all of a sudden is just walking crime scenes with them and riding like he's just like, oh, no, it's cool. This is my buddy. Hey, it's cool. I got a leather jacket. Like, <laughs> like, well, like and everybody like just knows everybody in well, town. Let's jump to a like a real crime type situation. Dude got out of prison. Murders are happening. But it's cool. Your buddy's the sheriff, and he knows you're innocent, and he's gonna let you in. Yeah, like you don't <laughs> think you're gonna be the number one like sus- suspect here, bro? Like if if somebody walked in, and I'm the medical examiner, and I'm checking stuff out, and he's like, "What do you got going on?" I look up and go, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah. Wait, wait why is he here? Did you just got out of prison. Did you murder these people? <laughs> Can I see your fingerprints? Anyway, move on. Move on. <laughs> uh, Ricky Howard, who is the son of Dallas Howard. I mean, not son, sorry, brother. Brother of Dallas Howard, played by Johnny Lewis. <laughs> Which is worse, Ricky Howard or Johnny Lewis? Ricky Bobby. Johnny Lewis sounds like somebody just made up a name for him. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, oh, I think, I don't know where it is, but I've seen this guy in something else somewhere, and he wasn't that bad. Well, okay, so he's a high school student who looks like he's 25. And he's the brother, the little brother of uh, Dallas. Badass. He is a pizza delivery driver who immediately, first thing we see is him getting into a fight with all the these over exaggerated bullied boy, the bully boyfriend. Hey, don't you look her direction? Yeah, what I tell you, Jimmy Lewis? When the whole time, all I could think the whole time is like that bully. I forget what his name was, but he looked like his aspect ratio was stretched horizontally. Like if you look at him, he's a very wide face and body. Like David Petticow plays Dale Collins. Dale, that's have you ever been a good Dale? I have friends named Dale, and I'm sorry, but do you have a friend named Chip? No, uh, I see what you, Chip and I see what you did there. Rescue Rangers. <laughs> um, oh, and of course, his keys go down in the sewer, so we got to... Oh. But we'll get to that when we do a quick recap. Next up, we have Sam Tramwell as Tim O'Brien. He's the husband of Kelly. Again, Kelly is the soldier who was deployed. And he is... He's trying to be a good dad. He's trying to be a good husband, but he I came across other things. And he, he just, wasn't in here for very long. So no, he really wasn't. This guy. He just he came across very flat. Like I, I don't know. I was like, why isn't like I don't want to sound you know like archaic, but this dude looked like maybe he should have also been in the military. Yeah. Uh, then we got Molly O'Brien played by Ariel Gade. She's the daughter of Kelly and Tim. Uh, she plays a kind of important part, very, very, very briefly. Yeah, well, she's like the kid in Jurassic Park to so play with goggles. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, again, when we go over the, the movie, I have a few minor things to say about her. And it's not even her acting or the actress. It's just it reminds the me writing. The, whatever young girl is in Megan, I feel like these two are related somehow. 
Like, they're way different in time, but I'm like, is that the same actress? Well, I was just going to say, age? the mom gets out of the taxi. The mom walks up to the door. She's giving the, the, her husband a hug. The girl comes out, gets into her bag, pulls out, like, $800 First night all, vision goggles. And are... she's like, is this for me? No, put it down. How did you bring that? Like, like that is issued equipment that shouldn't have left your issued face. Sensitive items that should be like, uh, behind a cage somewhere <laughs> at the depot. Like, what are you doing hanging around in your knapsack? That is called plot armor. <laughs> My lord. Then we got Colonel Stevens. By, uh, played, you have the same list I do. Apparently. Played by Robert Joy. Oh, yeah, I stole this from yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. It was the end of the day today, and I realized I didn't put the cast down for this movie. And I'm like, oh, I bet Michael did. Yep, there it is. Sure did. Um, he was the commander of the military. Uh, he's also the prick on the phone towards the end, which we'll get to. I man, I really didn't like him. I I don't like him in anything he plays in, which is how you know he's, he's a good actor. He's he's yeah, he's good at that. That's how you know he's a good actor because I don't he's good like at playing him. the douche. Yeah, he's very good at it. And then finally, I have Kristen Hager playing Jesse Salinger, the love interest to Ricky, the one who gets, you know, mostly naked. Look at my bikini at the swimming pool, but it just looks like lingerie. (laughs) Yeah. And like, listen, I don't want to lead you on because I have like this really bullyish boyfriend that's going to beat the shit out of you. But look at me. Do you want to like flirt with me while he's right there? Yeah. Like, Like, in my honest opinion, she is the reason he got beat up in the beginning. She provoked it. She's that drama queen that you need to keep away from, guys. I couldn't quite tell. Did she lure him to the pool to get his ass beat? Well, see, that's the thing. But then she's like, no, Dale, don't. They get to the pool, and she gets all sexy, and she stands in front of the clock because that's a thing in this movie. And then they show up, like, immediately. Directly. Oh, no, don't don't beat him up. Like what is going like, bro, on? Did here? you hijack her phone, or or did he, or lowjack, or did she call you? Like, come on. Yeah. Dude, we, this episode's gonna be great for this, this one. This, this section of the episode. Do you want to give a quick recap of the plot? Okay, so uh, from the first movie, the predator gets impregnated, wakes. Well, he doesn't wake up. He's well, on and the, this movie does pick up literally yeah, right there, like minutes after. So he's on the ship, uh, the the predator ship. The predalien pops out, which is a horrible name, by the and way. And very quickly. I'm guessing within the hour becomes full grown, takes out all of the, all but like one of the predators, the Yauches on the ship. I mean, he like dies, but he's like barely alive. Well, he the, sends out a signal on the little ship on the little ship. Yeah. Because when they knew something was going on, they detached from the main ship. Yes. And flew back to earth. Yeah. It makes a whole lot of sense. So anyway, this, this ship crash lands on earth after it's it's SOS. But if it did detach, why didn't the predator or the uh, yeah the predators from that ship go do anything? That's so, a good question. <laughs> so it, it crash lands. The Predalian survives the crash, gets out of the crash, and there's a, a, a guy hunting with his kid, and they get some face huggers that were on the ship attached to him. I'm pretty sure the kid is also the one who plays the young Sean Spencer and Psych in all the flashbacks. Just say I don't know if enough of that show to. I, he looks super familiar, and I'm, only seen I'm like ninety percent sure that that was him. Well, there you go. Maybe if you're I'm right. wrong. I don't, I, I don't know this. You know, one. I'm just gonna start saying loads of like garbage and be like, "Oh, that was totally the kid from Full House." If I'm wrong, comment. <laughs> Interact with us, people. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, oh, we wait, get wait, to wait, see wait. a glimpse of the Predator homeworld. The the first truly rated R part that wasn't a an alien death or a Predator death. We get to see uh, the dad and his kid. 
the dad shoots a facehugger that's jumping at him, gets acid blood on his arm, and his arm, like, melts off. Yes. And then he gets impregnated. And the kid. I mean, the, the guy put up a fight for a second, but... Yeah, one good I will laugh. say, there are some very disturbing parts in this movie, which there was is. rated well, R. We're going to get to them. Rated R. I, I'm guessing the part I hate is probably the part you loved. I don't know if I'd say I loved the <laughs> part, but... Yeah, so the, you get to see the Predator homeworld for a minute. This dude's chilling in his uh, lazy boy, Predator style, and he goes, oh, well, I guess I should go uh, take care of this issue. Um, not the ship that was flying in that quadrant. Um, <laughs> it, well, you get to see, cool, This is, I didn't write this down either, but like the Predator portals, like how they jump from one point of space to the other is yeah. kind of like some rifts that they make or something. That was pretty cool, showing their technology, how advanced it is. Maybe the Chaos pre- ensues. Maybe the Predator race actually goes there in the future, and they come back in time to visit us. And- back in time. That's how these movies fit into the uh, continuity. Sounds like a Terminator needs to show up. Well, anyway, yeah, the Batalion and the fate. Well, first, the face huggers make real aliens. The Batalion starts messing people. with some homeless people because he's like, fuck this homeless population. We're going to clean this up real quick. Gunnison. I don't know why this little town in Colorado or wherever they're at, they have a homeless population yeah, they're like, hey, issue. Yeah, the Predator, the Predalien, he's like, hey, that deputy said get out of these sewers. I'm going to take you out of these sewers. Yes. Yeah, so anything things start to spread. Predator shows up. He starts tracking them down very, very slowly. And then, uh, you know, all the punk kids get together and they start noticing things and yada, yada, yada. And then there's some big fights between Predators and Xenomorphs and humans who now can use Predator weapons and... The military. Yeah. The, I probably made more sense than what the movie says <laughs> if you're watching this. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That, yeah. That's the basic plot of the movie. All right, cool. There it is. <laughs> if you can clean that up. Oh, that's our episode, guys. Go right ahead. Uh, so it is set on, in a small fictional town in Colorado, which I think is fictional. I mean, Gunnison. Uh, like you said, it does pick up immediately after the first movie. It follows the Predator and Facehuggers crashing and doing bad things to bad or good people. Well, possibly good people. Uh, so, so just a few things that I'm I'm kind of curious about, and I'd love to get your input. Okay. Towards the beginning, our veteran uh, ale, our veteran predator shows up to clean up this mess. Uh, I think he's nicknamed Wolf, and that's because of the uh, character from the Tarantino movie with John Travolta. Interesting. Uh, what's 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 it? Pulp Fiction. There's a character called Wolf. He's a yeah. cleaner. So they nicknamed him Wolf because he's supposed to be like the cleaner. He's he's going to take care of all this. So he's there and he pours that blue goo on stuff and it like, he's basically cleaning up the mess. The blue goo that never ends. Yes. And <laughs> I was reading online, people were saying, oh, well, it's because he was trying to make sure it didn't tie back to them, to the Predators, that they were cleaning up the mess, trying to get rid of the evidence. From who? The FBI, buddy. <laughs> you messing with the FBI right now? They will track you down quadrants away. Starfleet okay. is on the way. I don't I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, but then we've got him in the woods. He's examining the father and son bodies, because by this point, the Xenomorphs have burst out and done their business. Yeah, which is, again, very quickly. A deputy f- comes across him. Who are you? Oh, no, he just runs. He sees it, freaks out, and he just runs. The Predator gets in front of him and thrusts his knives up through his gut, killing him, skins him, hangs him upside down. What happened to the Code of Honor? What happened to the timeline here? Like, there was... Like, why? Well, it's like, there was no... Screwing around. Well, and how fast did he get from his planet to Earth? I mean, it was like 25 minutes, 30. It was like a pizza delivery. <laughs> the dude didn't even pull his weapon. Oh, geez, he did nothing wrong. <laughs> in the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> like... 
The deputy did nothing wrong. What happened to the code of honor? Uh, well, I mean, this one's just rogue. They're like... That's what I mean. Like, it's just like, no, you saw me. Got to clean, clean up the mess. No <laughs> witnesses. Like, what happened? Yeah, they don't care if there's witnesses any other time. Right. No one's going to believe you anyways. Yeah, like some little sheriff in Gunnison. <laughs> oh, we're down there in Gunnison are talking about aliens again. Are we in Utah? No, up there in Gunnison. Man, and then they go in the ba- in the basement. They go in the uh, the sewer to find his keys. And you can tell me that these that it's full they need of sneak to do it. And it's full. Yeah, they snuck in. They're trying to be quiet because the homeless will get disturbed. Like, what I understand, so the sewers like in the woods where the homeless dudes are. But when they drop the keys and they get down in there, somehow they're only like a football field away from where these people were. Yeah. Like, that's, like, how did the sewer become miles away to, like, a couple hundred yards? Like, what, what is going or on Is the big fancy house they delivered to pizza to, like, right next to the storm drain that looks like trash? And it has to smell bad if you look at it. Like th- th- This movie makes me scratch my head. It may, Brother Strauss must have, like, one brother had one idea, one brother had another idea. I will say, for a rated R, essentially slasher movie of the franchise, I laughed yeah. a lot. Oh, it's, it's a good comedy. We talked about one part, we'll get to it, that I just lost it. And you said that you laughed just as hard this time as you did the first time. Yeah, because this is, I only watched like, it twice. We'll get to that part here very soon, but... I did not see this one in theaters, but I think we rented it as soon as it came out. Wherever okay. it was at, like maybe on a you know, on a red box or something, I rented it, you know. Right. Um, so, so, all right, we're moving forward. Dude, obviously, his keys got thrown in the sewer. He climbs to his, be- his house window... And as his brother says, <laughs> what, you don't use the front door? Yeah, and instead of like, oh, you're out of jail, it's more of like, a, oh, what do you want? Instant teenage angst, instant brother fighting. Oh, like, it's you? It was Ugh. so annoying. It's like, it's for real. Why are you here? Well, I've heard that the sheriff says you've been uh, spending some time in his back seat a lot more than me. What's going on there? Like, it, the, the dialogue. Oh, the dialogue I, I try not to rip movies apart too much, but I don't know who the hell wrote the dialogue. I mean, I could look it up, but... <laughs> But who they say writer of the movies, this guy, you know, but I feel like a lot of people have input. So it's hard to, for me to just point the finger on one person. But all the people that were involved in the writing of this show, what the hell? All right, well, other than the one that played uh, Colonel Sanders or whatever, <laughs> Colonel Stevens, uh, Robert Joy. Did you know any of these actors? I was like, I went through the list. I don't recall ever seeing any of these actors. In Ricky anything. somewhere else, maybe after this movie. You, you, yeah, you had mentioned that. Like, even the girl no. looked really familiar. The one that played. No, no, the one that um, placed the military lady, I'd seen her in some TV shows. Well, see, the one that played Jesse looked really familiar, and I looked. I mean, the Tara Reid lady? She's Tara Reed, but she's not Tara Reed. Yes. She's Tara Reed without cocaine. For some reason, I was thinking like that uh, was a Blue State of Mind or whatever it was called. or Blue Mountain State. Blue Mountain State, yeah. Show like, of Reacher. But that wasn't, yeah. <laughs> the show of Reacher. Yeah, but that wasn't her either. Like, I, no. You know, she looks, she looks just like Tara Reed. That could be what it was. not drugged out in a way. I mean, Tara Reed's got her life back together. She's doing great. But there was a time where Tara Reed was like well, yeah. on that path. But um, like, this was a movie that... From my point of view, had pretty much nobody in it. No, no, this is this is a nobody cast. Like, all the acting was. It was like the, these were like the hey, people that couldn't get the run that direction and scream. Okay, you did good, but then if you had to actually give a line, it's like let's let's do that a couple more times till you actually know your line. I, I I'm sorry, I understand acting is hard, but watching this was hard. 
I well, it didn't help the, the dialogue that they were fed. Like you gotta that say is, these lines. Yeah. It was like somebody was trying to be the Dawson's Creek writer, um, Kevin Williamson, that did the screen movies, and he, they they were not that person. <laughs> this was like I'm saying these were like some of these kids I think probably auditioned to be on CW shows, and even those guys were like, Yeah. Get some more experience, kid. No. I don't know sure what a lot of these people even did after this. <laughs> That's I had very little interest. The only one, again, other than the colonel. And what's her face, Jesse, that looks familiar, was the sheriff. But I even looked and I didn't recognize anything he was in. He probably played on a Law and Order episode somewhere or something. <laughs> I don't know. Law and Order SVU. He was on, uh, I don't know, one of those one of those CW shows that has like a thousand episodes. Maybe he was on oh, an episode yeah. of Supernatural that I forgot. I don't know. They're a random demon back. that got killed. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the. There's the cast that we don't really care about, the plot that we don't really care about. Well, uh, I guess, oh, let's see, so, we can go trivia back behind the scenes? Uh, Anything? Well, just got? real quick, I just, if you haven't watched it, the Predalien, which again is a horrible name for a, the Predator-Alien hybrid. I thought it was. It was just an alien with the Predator mandibles, but it was for some reason so much smarter all of a sudden. Well, yeah, it mixes DNA and Predators are pretty smart. Okay, but so it, as a newborn, a predator knows how to, like, cook eggs? Because this thing was, like, practically a newborn. Well, it depends if you want them scrambled or sunny side up. Oh, my bad. Oh, I'm sorry, we're in Pennsylvania. Let me rephrase this. Dippy eggs? Oh, look, it's because you dip. Like, Look, I, I eat scrambled <laughs> eggs. Other than that, I don't really like eggs that much. I, I guess my big question, though, was, was this a good choice? Mixing these two into a single entity? Yes. Okay, why? Because it's a dream. Like, it's something you can imagine in your head. You know, I always thought, you know, if the alien, like, what if the alien mixed with something else? Because, you know, I like the movies like The Thing and The Blob and all these other stuff with molecular issues and DNA entanglements. And Do you know what this reminded me of? Jurassic World. Where the Indominus Rex, because it has raptor DNA, it can suddenly control the raptors or tell them what to do. Because it's half and half, it can suddenly control all the xenomorphs. I think you're going into the point of why the regular alien xenomorphs Why didn't they attack it? Yeah, that point is another inconsistency that's just ridiculous. Even Ripley's kid knocked the birth mother's face off. You're not my mama. (laughs) Not the mama. Not the mama. (laughs) Knock your block off. There we go. Let's see that fight the (laughs) Predalien. Ripley's kid versus the Predalien? Ripley's kid was pretty tough. It was. Some really long hands. I don't know. Maybe yeah, the Predalien was pretty. pretty I don't know. I, I, these. What about the fact that it could reproduce without face huggers? <laughs> Let's talk about its reproduction. <laughs> well, that, that ticked me off because, like I said, what is an alien movie without face huggers? And they played the smallest part in this for like five people, homeless and the hunter and the kid. And then it was all about. Well, those were those are face huggers that came out the the tubes that were specimens. Well, so because the Predalien couldn't lay its own eggs, they had to reproduce somehow. Maybe this has to do with something we haven't learned yet about the Yaucha reproductive systems. Even though there is male and female. Um, okay, look. If you don't know, what I'm talking about. I read something about... somewhere. It's slick saying that it was quicker to have it just take over the embryos inside. Like it, it was supposed to be a truncated time thing. Okay, so instead of instead of a face hugger dropping its junk into you and creating a, a little popper that's gonna rip out of your chest, this thing used its second mouth that came shooting out of its face to deep throat you and <laughs> spew babies into your body 
I think the word pump <laughs> needs to be used here because it was pumping. Then, but then, this is the most sexual episode we're ever going to do. It was pumping its and then, like, of baby. Three or four of them would burst out at a time. So it, it was literally just, hey, we need to get an army of these things. Yeah, it's it's the different DNA. This is, this is what happens when you mix the two together. Okay. It was pretty messed up. These pregnant chicks, like it, it's some pregnant ladies. Now, it is one of the most disturbing and kind of disgusting, but in a way, it brought in the true horror element that this franchise. Number one criticism, maternity ward scene. Wow, no, is what I have written down. It was vicious, and I'm not saying, like, I'm this rooting thing, for the Predalian. Okay, first off, what maternity ward has, like, five pregnant women about to give birth laying in a row in one room? The same one that has every other hospital that doesn't have lights on. It was How many movies outage. or TV shows you watch with the, the hospitals other oh, than Oh, you mean and the anatomy? generator only, all the generator did was make the lights in the hall flicker? Ridiculous. No, I'm telling you right now, my wife's a nurse. If the power goes out, those generators power that whole hospital. You know what I'm saying is, like, I, I've seen a crap ton of horror movies, and every hospital they're in, there's, like, a flickering light. Nobody's ever around, and it's always dark. I've been to the hospital here in town, and the lights are always on, no matter what time of day it is. They're like, "Oh well, we don't really have anybody in that wing, so let's just shut down the power." But that's what I mean. Like this thing jumps on top of a pregnant, about to give birth woman, spew. Sorry, pumps, pumps. its babies down its her throat, and the baby that's about to give birth. Turns into a xenomorph or is eaten by the xenomorphs? I, think, I don't know. It's eaten in a way by them. I'm really glad though that we didn't see like, the the predalien about an infant, like one bursting out of an infant. But I didn't see that. Like, anywhere. The predalien stands outside the baby nursery, and it might as well have been licking its lips. <laughs> yes. uh, like, oh man! And then yeah, it, it, it pumps up. It pumps these babies into her, and then it like pans over, and there's like four more pregnant women laying there, like oh no, leave. Yeah, no, they just lay there and wait their turn. It's I don't agree that I'm like, oh, yeah, give me some some pregnant ladies getting face paint. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. What, what I'm saying face- is when I watch a horror movie, I want to be disturbed and it did its job. It disturbs you because it's fucked up. It was disturbing. <laughs> it's messed like, up, man. It was wrong. It is wrong. But and on that note, I also felt that the, the Predalien was too smart. I know you just said it was like a DNA thing, but like. Instead of just killing things, it looked at them as <laughs> perfect. Well, I, I get what you're saying in a way, because... But it killed the nurse. It killed the doctor. But it put babies in these people. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you here. It made it too smart. And my, bi- uh, my biggest criticism of this entire stinking movie, turn the freaking lights on. I had my TV brightness turned so far up, <laughs> and I still couldn't see anything. Well, it's it like, hid some of the bad CGI. It was like someone didn't pay the electric bill, and they're like, well, it's okay, we can make this work. Well, they can't turn the lights on because they messed up the power plant. Oh, shut up. And they're in their jungle fight. And they're, they're jumping from, like, thing to... Well, there's this thing where the, the predator gets knocked down, and like, you, oh, well, they're going to get them, and they just run away. Yeah, because they couldn't see them. It was too dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, talk about that, that power plant scene. How horrible was that? It was just ridiculous. If they needed a plot point to take the power out in the town. Ooh, okay, first off. Of course, it's got to start raining. Why not? Well, and right? first off, okay, there's a predator running, or uh, a xenomorph running around the power plant, which is a nuclear power plant, apparently. And you see the predator, <laughs> you see the predator aiming at him with the shoulder cannon from like a mile away. He's horrible at it. 
He doesn't hit a single thing except when he's in the sewer. He blows up the sewer. <laughs> he's like so inept. Like, what are you doing? The only You're thing, the worst predator cleanup guy ever. The only thing that Wolf did right <laughs> was put up those little things in the sewer that pumped out lasers. Those were pretty cool. That whenever he would blast uh, a xenomorph and it would fall backwards, they would get cut to pieces. That was pretty cool. 100% Resident Evil. Yeah. Even though Anderson did not do this movie. <laughs> I don't care. They had, oh man. All right. So en- enough tearing this movie apart for now. I will definitely get back. Oh, to we're going to get back to it oh, for yeah. sure. Um, what, what do you have as far, or do you have anything like trivia based or just like fun just facts? A couple tidbits. Okay. Let's hear them. Um, the first one is apparently on set. There was an alien dummy that was stolen and the police had to get involved. Uh, the person was selling it on eBay. <laughs> they caught the person. But yeah, they're like, hey, I'm going to steal this this alien prop. And put it on the most public <laughs> website ever. Great. Even back then, I mean, eBay was pretty popular. That'd be like stealing a car and putting it on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> uh, this is the first movie uh, to display the Predator homeworld. I don't know where I read Who killed like the that. two high guys? Oh, that was the Predator, because they were shooting at him in the gun shop. Oh, yeah. Well, the one dude was just standing there. <laughs> one dude got killed for fucking standing there. He was in the way. Uh, and the, the jock douche. Yeah. He got... Healthy uh, face? Yeah, how did they happen? I want to say he... I don't think he had a gun, though. He shoot it somehow? Somehow, yeah, it got acid on his face, and it, like, literally melted his head. Yeah, that that's all I have for uh, behind-the-scenes slash trivia. Uh, it was running kind of thin. Um, I'm curious... Like the script for this movie. <laughs> very thin. I wonder if anybody, like, made a, a documentary of, like, the making of Predator Requiem... Versus aliens. Wait a minute. No, let's fix the title here. You know, I... Well, we know it's not called Movies That Made Us. <laughs> no. Netflix. <laughs> made us angry. I mean, there's a lot of gore and Dude, gooey nastiness. The gore in this but movie that's it. was so far above the norm that it wasn't even gory anymore. It was just funny. I feel like this had like... Okay. When they go into the locker room where the kid got attacked by a predator, or I mean an alien, after the other kid got killed in the pool by an alien. Yeah, the, the, the swimming predators that, that showed up for yeah. resurrection. When they go back in the locker room later, there's literally blood like sprayed up on the walls all over. That was auctioned, that, that was auctioned off no. <laughs> on, on eBay. No, that, somebody had mentioned that there was an, uh, the blood didn't match the death. Not at all. Unless that predator somehow, I mean, alien somehow, like, caused the body to explode. These franchises are so intertwined at this point, we can't even say we're recalling these things if it's a predator (laughs) or an alien. Even at rated R, they never found the bodies. So did the xenomorph eat the body? I guess if they're not going to face hug them, they might as well get protein, I suppose. Do, Do humans have a lot of protein? Okay, but on that note, I understand why they didn't find the xenomorph body. Or the other kid's body because of the swimming pool. What was with that blue goo? Seriously. The dis the, sin- the disintegration goo. The blue goo. Um, not to be like the blue chews that some people get to spice up their lives. It was a cool, I think, addition as you're just gonna sprinkle a little of this and it's just gonna tss, make well, everything so go away. I assume but, like he's goes to the sweet like he's dumping so much of this goo and like this vial is like the beer that Thor gets from Doctor Strange. It just keeps refilling. Yep. The way I understood it was on the ship, like he synthesized it based on the, the facehugger DNA and stuff and it was 
I thought it would like only work on things that were affected by that DNA, but then he pours it in the swimming pool and the whole pool turns into a boiling pot till it's empty. I thought when he messed with the DNA and then injected it into his uh, gauntlet, it was so he could track the xenomorphs better. Maybe. All right. That would make more right. sense. The goo, I think, is just something they buy at their local store oh, okay. on Yaucha land. Ryusha so River. It's, so it's Yaucha Ajax. Got it. <laughs> yes. Yaucha Ajax. <laughs> Not that Mr. Clean shit. Yaujax. Yaujax. Man, I don't even know where to go on these things. The worst part is we're not even going con- like, like the proper chronological order of the movie. Because it's just, you think of it and you say it. There's so much to bounce around. Well, okay, well, after a power plant, there's a traffic jam. Yeah. Because as soon as the power goes out, instantly you have a traffic jams. The power, and when it's raining, it doesn't help did either. Did the power go out before or after the swimming pool? Where she, you know, pretty after. much lured him to get beat up. I think it's after. And then they all fall into the swimming pool, and she's still yelling at them, stop it. At one point, it looked like they were just playing in the pool. Marco! <laughs> <laughs> Because then they're like, oh my god, something jumped in. And they all just stop like, oh no. What is that? Well, I've been roughhoused. I've goofed off in a pool before. I w- you wouldn't have heard that. You wouldn't have heard her saying, something's in the pool. You Last splashing. And okay, the we know. in a gym pool are very, very loud. And we know from Resurrection, those suckers can swim fast. It took you like five minutes to get across the pool. It is not an Olympic-sized pool. No. No, the, the, the pool in my one middle school was bigger than that one. And when did it come in? Well, it just kind of creeped through the door in the bottom. It just creeped through the door. I don't know, because it knows. Again, like, what? It doesn't make sense. Zeno dog. (laughs) Maybe. And then, well, then we get everybody to the gun shop. So everybody gets out of the pool. Everybody's running. They all meet up at the the heart or the, I don't know, what do you call this? An outdoorsman's shop that is just cluttered to hell. It was a poor man's Cabela's. And, yeah, (laughs) very poor man, like a Timu Cabela's. And, And... the people that own it or are that are running it at the moment are in the back getting high. They don't hear anything going on at all. And this is after the Predator blew up the sewer and messed up the power plant. Oh, it blew up the sewer way before the power plant. Okay, yeah, it did. Yeah, you're right. And then it blew up the power plant. Uh, power was that. Oh, the one xenomorph jumps through the window and takes the kid's dad. The army lady's husband, like, just, there's no monsters outside your... <laughs> right? Yeah, well, this so is we way down the line. Together, so we get them together here, and the sheriff is in charge, but really, he's not. And nobody leather else jackets, is in there. Leather jacket's in charge. But nobody else is in there. It's right next to a highway that has, like, an eight-mile-long traffic jam, people getting out of town. But nobody's in there. Right. But nobody's in their cars. But then the one lady at the diner was still, like, all this is going on. Like a little bit before yeah. this, oh, I she's gotta, like, oh, I still got to clean up and, you know. Well, and then the other lady's like, I got to go pick up my friend from the diner. Even though all hell is breaking loose, I, I should go pick her up. What? I don't know who proofread this script, <laughs> but somebody greenlit it. That's for sure. Uh, and then but, she survives oh, uh, for a while. Yeah, for a minute. <laughs> well, well, I was funny. surprised that some of these people lasted as long as they did. It was funny. The ones that lasted till the end that the writers are like, oh, crap, what do we do with them? We'll send them to the middle of town. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. The gun shop. People are in the high. gun shop. Well, even there, that's when they start arguing about where they should go. Yeah. While stealing guns, packing them full of ammo. The uh, convicted felon who just got out of prison is calling the shots, handing out yeah, weapons. He's in charge. Leather jackets, and that's his name. He's Leather Jacket and Leather Jacket. The Fonz. Hey. And the sheriff's like, I don't really think that's what we should do. He's like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. I was half expecting uh, the six year old girl to be walking around with an Uzi. That would have been a good movie. 
the predators and aliens jump into the the hunting shop and blood and gore and well now what got there first the predator did because it wanted its gun back i don't even remember how he got the gun how does he get the predator no he gets the gun in the hunting shop it gets knocked off his shoulder or something like that by the xenomorph. I don't know. He, just, a, he ends up with the gun. And it wasn't a shoulder cannon, though. It was something else, wasn't it? It was a shoulder cannon. But the thing was, like, it's not your normal remote controlled shoulder cannon. No, this is like Apparently, a shotgun. Apparently, it had, cannon? like, a traitor. Yeah, he's like, but he's like, oh, man. Know, it was like from Demolition Man or something. Yeah. <laughs> but he, like, figures out how to use it pretty quickly. Well, and then somehow they all get to the hospital. I don't understand why they went to the hospital. But okay, I, I can tell you this one. You can't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the woman who shouldn't have survived from the diner said, Ollie, I know this one. There's only two helicopters in town to get out. One is at, I think it was the, uh, the, uh okay. the news station or something like that. And one's at the hospital. The hospital must have been closer. Well, they debated on which one to go to. And they said that the news station's probably gone. The hospitals are a better choice, even though it's actually a really bad choice. Cause as you know, from a small town, they don't stay here. They draw people off here and leave. But I mean, well, so they, listen, they had a nuclear power plant. Obviously, they had their own chopper and they had a new station that had their own chopper as well. And Gunnison, Colorado, there's apparently five times the size of the town we're in now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this small, but back, had this one small, small town sheriff. Colorado Rhodes town that has a population of like 800,000. And everybody knows the sheriff's name. Well, who's the sheriff here in this town? Do you know his name? I don't. And this our our town? Yeah. I have absolutely no idea. No. <laughs> like, is it a man, woman, black, white? I have no idea, not clue. I don't even know. I don't even have... know the name of the mayor. I, don't... I think it's a lady. Not sure. I don't even know if we have one. We do. It's she's in the borough office where you get trash bag stickers. Oh, good no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> have... So what's up with these trash bags? <laughs> what's up with the aliens? <laughs> Shoulder cannons. Why? Oh, jeez. Jerry Seinfeld, if you're listening, I'm sorry that was horrible. Is that our celebrity shout-out of the week? <laughs> Find out he's like a super fan of the series. <laughs> so, yeah, they get to the hospital, and one of well, the no, best first, scenes... First, they steal the tank, or whatever it's called. The, that army girl's like, I can drive it. matter. And leather jackets, you know, are you sure? I can drive it. Okay, well, and what's he say? as long as you're sure. Don't wreck. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, does she hit a car, too, to get out? Or oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then they get to a pickup truck of people driving to the center of town for this. That evening. apparently came from Halloween 4. <laughs> it's the same pickup truck full of people from like, Halloween 4. <laughs> our main characters are in a tank, but there's a pickup truck bed full of people that are not getting eaten. Who's the better hunters right now? Who's the better survival? Well, Jeff Bro says this. You come mess with me, you gonna find out. You mess with the bow, you gonna get the horn, boy. <laughs> That's the way I learn around here. So basically, our, our main story party splits, which if you're a D&D fan, you never split the party. No. Half goes in the center of town to get this evac that's coming. The other half says let's go to the hospital and just got ourselves out of Dodge. Yeah, the, the hey, sheriff, of course, good old sheriff goes in the middle of town. And of, of course, the hospital is a overrun feeding ground for xenomorphs. And, and it looks pregnant. nasty. It's like black webbing everywhere, like venom was in there or something. And it's, yeah. It, and more pregnant women than... <laughs> the maternity ward is not looking good. No, it's it's pretty, pretty nasty. But then at one point, they're going down a hallway and like Jesse, the, the blonde girl, oh Tara Reed decides she's not going to go or is late or something 
and she <laughs> she's late. She, she she walks by a doorway, and out of nowhere, <laughs> the predator weapon goes. His like ninja star just takes her, slams her right into the wall. She's dead. I could not it stop laughing. I Jesse. Well, she like okay. So the the Predalian and the Predator are fighting. She freaks out and takes running off down the hall towards the fight. He pulls out this ninja star. Ninja, ninja star, star that doesn't look that big. Star. It looks like a compact disc size with blades sticking out of it. Throws it, and when it hits her, it's the size of, like, a record. Yeah. Cuts oh, her clean in half. Like, it cuts she's, her in half, but the top half of her is still on it. Just Yeah, she's, like, up against the wall. And, and little Ricky's like, no, Tara, Tara Reed, you're my dream. And Leather Jack is like, no, dude, come on, we gotta go. You know what, that, that reminded me of... Uh, Back to the Future, when Marty runs out, no, you bastards! <laughs> oh, and he, he starts shooting the Predator. The Predator's like, well, yeah, because he's been using this like laser shotgun blaster, like nobody's business. Is like he's been training every day in prison yeah, for this. Like yeah. he knew he was destined for this. <laughs> and day. then what happens right before Ricky? Well, Rick, he, he gets stabbed. The the brother by uh, the Xenomorph tail. Yes. And then the Xenomorph and the Predalien, or the Jeez, the Predalien and the Predator <laughs> fall down in an elevator shaft. <laughs> what? Wait, that just reminds me of Joey Tribbiani going, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I get to go down the... Sh- what? No, what? That's how I die. No. I, I just... What? <laughs> like, oh, That's because the Predator was ad-libbing too much of his lines and the writers didn't like it. <laughs> See if he wants to ad-lib these lines. <laughs> Makes up his own stuff. But oh, it's okay. He's alive because he's the main character's brother. Yeah. Even though it was the love of his life that, you know, he got hardcore blue balled with at the swimming pool <laughs> while getting set up. She strung him in to get his ass whooped in a pool. Just got cut in half out of absolutely nowhere. Poor Tara Reed, you'll be missed. <laughs> so yeah, they get towards the rooftop, and now the gun's not working so well. It's running out of juice. Yeah, now suddenly it has to recharge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, uh, the 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 two combatants show up at the top of the roof, and the predator's like, "Hold up, homie. We've been going at this a minute. You chill. You hold on. I'm gonna take my mask off. We're gonna do this mano a mano." Yeah, they did. They stood there like looking at each other, like, "All right." And then they do their whole, Gloves you know, off. put your arms up, you know, yeah. like, you're, I'm tough, I'm a silver back, you know. And they just start, like, shoulder charging each other, like they're, you know, two linebackers at practice, you know, like, who's who can really knock the other off their feet. And this dude's way, like, the dude's way bigger than the Predator. Like, the Predalian's pretty big. Yeah. And then you have Leather Jacket leaning against, like, an air conditioning duct. Yeah. And, oh, a, man. and a Xenomorph's yeah. right above him looking down. And instead of killing him right away like they would, it's just like, I'm going to wait. Wait for you to recharge that gun. <laughs> so he blows his head off, and you just see, like, everything go flying everywhere. How does he not get burned? No acid. No acid. Because no, the dude in the uh, the sportsman shop. The Dale. Bo- good old Dale. Dale looking good now. He got his face all burnt up. I forget up. how it happened, but, yeah, Dale. Oh, no, I think it was something with the uh, the Predator's, one of his knives, like, cut the face off with the one Xenomorph. And it splashed? And it, like, sprays blood out on Dale's face. Like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, shit! And you, like, you watch as, like... It turned into Two-Face. Mark of the Covenant, minute. his face melts. Yeah. 
It sounds like we this love movie this movie. It's a comedy. It's, it's so bad. It's not as good as we're making was, it to sound, folks. It's not. So I was watching this the one night. My wife fell asleep. So I went to the living room. I'm watching it. She comes out at like one in the morning. And she's like, are you not coming to bed? I'm like, yeah. And she stood there. I'm like, well, I'm going to finish the movie now. And she looks over. And I'm like, do you want to watch it with me? And right then, Tara Reid gets cut in half. She's like, nope. And she goes to bed. I'm out. She's like, I'll have nightmares. Break I'm like, that down. I'm like, you might laugh. I don't know. I think we're, we're going to get sued now for defamation of Tara Reid. <laughs> no, Tara Reid has done, she's been in some cool things. And she's, True. she's a fine, I'm just saying this woman looks like a clone uh, in a way. I don't know. Just like, uh, she's like, so everyone gets to the chopper. You do the chopper. They don't say it. I'm a little disappointed. I could have sworn Letter Jacker told them to get to the chopper. Oh, did he? He's like, go to the chopper. He's like the Liberty Bibbity guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's an Ebu. He's <laughs> that was that was probably loud. I apologize. It's like the uh, the Keanu Reeves of that universe, where he's like, Whoa. everything must be said slowly and deliberate. I know how to use an alien gun. <laughs> uh, so they get there, they get the chopper going. Shit, we gotta leave. He's like, we're not leaving without leather jacket. And it's like, there's a go take his jacket then. <laughs> there's a xenomorph you running at you right now. It's about to get, so you unload a pistol at it when you just watch a tank, like run it over and not do anything. Yeah, I do remember she was hitting xenomorphs with the, with the, the, the tank car, the, the head mat, right? She was cracking them. Okay. I do remember that. But this thing's running right at the helicopter. I don't think it's blown away by the cannon. You know that guy over there with the with the dreadlocks? He could use his gun back. Yeah, won't you give it to the guy that knows what he's doing with it? And then they finally get in. They get in, they, they take off, and they leave. It's like... And then a, a little plane it. goes... Oh, bio. man, yeah. This is the sheriff's... At this point, the sheriff's in the middle of town. It's... I mean, there's so much rain. <laughs> Just so much. I don't know. It has to be dark. It has to be rainy. It's the end of the times. And he kind of... He sees the plane coming and he knows he made the wrong decision. He, he split up from his party. That's, that's and, not uh, Aravac. No. That's a, a TPK. <laughs> Total party kill. They nuke the town of Gunnison. Gunnison. Yeah. So they nuke the town with a nuclear reactor. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> they nuke the town. And right as they're nuking it, uh, you know, Predator shoves his Wolverine dives up through the, the Pred alien's head. And in his last desperate act, he shoves his tail up through his chest, killing both of them. So they, they die in the proper Valentine's Day death in each other's embrace, looking into their eyes that the Predalien doesn't have. And then my, the only, okay, my absolute favorite line in the whole movie is when they crash the helicopter because of the shockwave. And when they get out, he looks at the, the army lady. He's like, I, I told you not to crash. Shut up, Ricky. <laughs> You're not wearing a leather jacket. And it's like the military comes out of nowhere, and they're like, you just nuked a town. We're just following orders, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no nuclear fallout from the distance to rat or anything, no. No, you know they're not more than, like, what? Yeah. 20 miles away, tops. I don't know, how fast does a helicopter go? A medical helicopter at that. <laughs> right, yeah. I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not an aeronautical guy, but... They weren't more than, like... Five miles from the center of town when that nuke went off. Okay, I I, I don't care how fast helicopters they would have been baby caught. nuke. They're done. They're done. Yeah, it, it was uh with the, the Moab, the mother of all bombs, <laughs> the SARS bomba, <laughs> <laughs> and then they let them live. I thought yeah. for sure the military's gonna be like, you sorry. Know, later on, you watch the Predator, and I'm thinking to myself, 
wouldn't have been cool if that would have been the team of the main character from that movie. It would just made like sense. If that, like the main character from the Predator was you know, on the team that came into this town, that that stops when the hell at the very end, he's the, they come out of the the bushes out of nowhere. Oh yeah, it would have been cool if that would have that that would have been or something. His name was sure. Yeah, <laughs> Boyd Holbrook. Yeah, his character. <laughs> See, that would have actually made the movie almost fit. But that but that wasn't them. So there you go. Well and then they end the movie with them taking all this alien gear because you know he kept the alien gun that again probably would have helped why I am so backwards today. He kept the Predator's gun that would have helped him win against the Predalien. And they take it to uh not not Wayland but uh Utani. Utani. Setting up the third movie that we will Francois, never get. Francois, Francois, God bless you. <laughs> Francois Yip as Miss Utani, the CEO of the Utani Corporation. Of course, that doesn't matter, does it, Miss Utani? No, it doesn't. It's not for this world. Oh, yeah, that's what... It's not whatever. Oh, my word. <laughs> so it may sound like we love this movie, but it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my it, life. It's one of the best movies to make fun of. It, oh, yeah. It's so easy to do. It's one of those movies you watch with your friends just if you want to have a good time making fun of something, not actually watching a movie. I don't know. Leather jacket. You Leather should put this on at your next Halloween party. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So I put on the In Search of Darkness, which is a documentary. There's three parts, and all of them are like three to five hours long. Jeez. They go through like the entire 80s decade, like three different times, hitting up different movies. And I put that on at one of our Halloween parties up on the big screen. And uh, all I know is I look up at one point and it's, it's like the show's nudity. And I look up and of course, I don't remember what horror movie was, but there's, it might've been uh, like slumber party massacre or something, but there's boobs just like everywhere. Jeez. <laughs> and, I'm like, and in the background, you see a xenomorph. <laughs> it's the true driller killer. Just use I told my wife stuff. I was going to get a xenomorph tattoo and she's just like, no. <laughs> Which, by the way, do you know if you type into like an AI, make me a tattoo based on a a xenomorph, it'll make you like a full blown tattoo. The like, one, the perchance that I use, there's a tattoo design. That's one of the drop down okay. types of art you can choose from one of the thirty things. Yeah. So, what was your favorite, absolute favorite part of this whole movie? Do you Harry's death? One? Was <laughs> it Harry's <laughs> death? Hands <laughs> down. When uh, when Jesse got uh, yeah out of nowhere. Favorite. Uh, I'm glad we're going for our favorite scene first. What was your favorite scene? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I jump ahead? No, no, it's fine. We can jump out of order. I mean, this movie jumped out of order. Oh, man, this movie like, was awful. I don't know who the the editor uh, was, but... My, my favorite scene... Oh, gee. I, it was probably the ending when he's like, I told you not to crash. Because it's just like... <laughs> that's not what you would say in that situation, dude. But that's the only smart thing you've said this whole movie. Okay, wait a minute. Who survived? Was it Ricky or Leather Jacket? Both. They, they, did they both make it? Leather Jacket survived. And I kept thinking Ricky, Leather Jacket died. Because he kept saying, he's like, Ricky needs a medic. He needs a medic over here. It's like, you just took a sharp alien tail through the front and out the back, but you're okay because you had Kevlar. Leather Jacket Kevlar. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't think he had Leather Jacket on at this point, but yeah, he did have did put on the Kevlar, yeah. Yeah, they were the only four that survived. I forgot that Leather Jacket. And then her and her daughter. I want Leather Jacket to be in a movie with Vin Diesel. Well, we'd have to know the actor's name first because he's not been in anything. <laughs> he's not in the Liberty Bibbity commercial. That's not him. <laughs> Must be his little brother. So what did you think about the change in setting? 
like most alien movies are tight confined spaces like we've talked about most predator movies are more i was okay with it if it would have been a straight up alien movie and i have some some talking points for our, the future of the, the franchises here um i would have been a little bit weary uh had it been a small the setting was fine it's just the way they set up the small town they took every trope from these B horror movies and they just over exaggerated everything and just made them even more dumb than normal. Like it honestly felt like a, like a B list movie. Oh, like, for sure. Like it, it almost felt like Sharknado. I thought I was watching like another, like the blob. I don't know if you ever seen the blob from the original, the one from the eighties, which is a remake of the, the black and white one. There's one in the eighties from like 87, maybe 86, no, 87. So. It's, it's, actually pretty decently well done, but it's kind of like this small town where the one guy's in trouble, but he knows the sheriff and even a cook. Oh, There's even a scene in a diner. Like, I feel like they were really going after the, this blob movie. I, I really reminiscent like these two movies, very, very close to each other. Um, but no, I, the setting was fine. It was different because it was still woods and it, it was okay because predators, those movies are in a bigger setting. If it had just been alien, I don't know. What did you like about the movie? I'm thinking. <laughs> you're still you're thinking. No, I definitely like that little one liner. It definitely had some one liners. I I I don't know. There's just all I can think about is how much stuff I hated. <laughs> like like I said, I like the Jesse part. Um, the maternity ward, gross, but still, I I I thought it was a good addition. It definitely fit the R. I want you to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, feeling. Yeah. I like the expansion that they tried to do to show a little bit more of the predator with the blue goo and the home world. Like, hey, we're going to give you a little bit more of who they are. A little. It'll just this We're not going to really explain it, but we're going to give you more. I imagine Wolf's real name was Chad. I don't know why. <laughs> hey, where's Chad? <laughs> oh, he went back to Earth. I guess he's got to clean up something. Oh, that old bit again. <laughs> why did they just send the ship that was right there, passing Saturn, to go back? And if they can just warp there in half a second, why did the ship have to pass Saturn? Why did they only send one dude? It's just like one, man. Well, they didn't know what they were up against, to be fair. Um, they could see... So I, I do like the, he didn't the technology... See until he put the other one's helmet on. He didn't get to see what was going on. The dead helmet. Okay, I guess you're right. They did get that beep, beep. But they even showed him, like, picking... Okay, which helmet do I want to take off my wall for this adventure? Yeah, he looked like he'd uh, been a seasoned hunter. He's know. supposed to be a veteran. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, not a whole lot to like about this movie. What didn't you like? This movie. <laughs> uh, the part where I hit play. <laughs> the uh, two hours of my life that are gone. And I'm never so hard. I'm not usually hard on movies. I'm not. No. But Okay, so honestly, if I would go back through and do a rewatch, I would rewatch this just because it's part of it. Now, I'm not going to like sit down and be like, man, I really want to watch Requiem today. No, if, if you're saying if like a buddy showed up or you're, or, or <laughs> Danae's like, Hey, so a nurse was talking about Requiem? Do, do, no! Can we watch that? Like, yeah, there's this really cool hospital sequence that you're going <laughs> to oh enjoy. But you'd sit down and watch it with your cousin or whoever came over, you know? Oh, yeah. This is one of those movies I would probably skip when my kids are older. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to show this to, to a kid. But I will say, what did you think of the special effects in this one? I thought the special effects were actually... I mean, it was too dark. The power plant effects were dumb. It was too dark to see most of it. But for the most part... What we did get to see was decent because a lot of it was CGI. Most of it was practical costumes, but a lot of it was also CGI. It was like a 50-50. Yeah. You can't be most of this and roast of that. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was a good uh, handoff for yeah. a little bit here and a little bit oh, there. 
My favorite part was the sewer scene with the lasers. Okay. That, I, I got, that was right, probably my right. favorite part, right before they blow up the sewers. <laughs> the one homeless lady, she walks in, she's like, Larry, Larry, where are you? She hears the chewing. She's like, did you start eating without me? <laughs> I think she... <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous you know i do recommend usually a lot of podcasts or reviews of like do you recommend this movie to somebody if you want to watch trash <laughs> and i watch a lot of horror movie trash like i'm not saying it's a trauma movie Dude, trash it's not like i recommend high. i recommend zombievers over this movie where nuclear waste turns beavers into this zombies. is better than sharknado well yeah so well i mean <laughs> Not miles ahead of it, but I it is. I want to see Xenonado. <laughs> Predalian Xenonado. Stuff I didn't like. The acid blood, again, used. It was just kind of tossed to the wind. Yeah. Uh, whatever made it fit for plot. But like I said, in the first Alien movie, the acid blood, it, it very immediately became a thing of, well, we can't really shoot this thing or it'll kill everybody because it'll burn through the ship. And everything else is just like, Oh no, don't want to touch you. Yeah, I think they just weren't, didn't have an, enough ingenuity when they're writing these things to come up with some better. I think we should write the third movie. Third AVP? Yes. And we'll act it out on air. <laughs> well, we're going to have to enlist our friends. Oh man. <laughs> John, we need you. John, put this leather jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Wait, who's getting cut in half? That's uh, this Halloween. I'm just gonna be leather jacket. <laughs> you just that's Can you it. Dress up. Yeah, I got this leather jacket. Don't change on. anything. Just get a Goodwill leather jacket and just walk around going, "Hey." I I don't know what's more to really even say about this particular movie. Um, so many people probably turned us off by now. Like, okay, we get it. You hate it. But I mean, it's yeah. what are you gonna do? Do you feel that this hurt the original films at all? Like hurt your opinion no. of the franchises separately at all? A twofold answer here. I don't think any sequel is going to ruin the Predator for me, and I don't think any sequel is going to ruin Alien or Aliens for me. What if it was a prequel where they show that the alien or the Predator that fights Arnold Schwarzenegger is actually Arnold Schwarzenegger from the future coming back to kill John Connor, but he goes too far and gets deformed and, and ends up in the jungle. Hug. Yeah, I, and he gets his face hugged. <laughs> I mean, if there was a big hoopla that said this is actually the truth, I'd this be like, canon? well, I'm just done with all this. But this is no, not my I, canon. I think it would hurt. A, it hurts the franchise as a whole because, I mean, people argue, what's your do you like the Friday the 13th or do you like the Nightmare on Elm Street? And they argue back mm-hmm. at which one overall has like the better consistent or is it Halloween? So if you would say, which is better? They, and you asked me this before, which is better, Alien or Predator? I say Predator because I think it has more solid movies in it, but it. If this one doesn't help out either of them. No. Yeah. Uh, if you're hearing this, what we should do is we're going to like make little giveaways when we do short series like this. We'll advertise it during the first episode. And like this was a three episode series and comments and all that fun jazz. We'll randomly pick a winner by the third episode and we'll mail it out to you. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. A good, little, little sweep. So you could, sorts. you could have gotten custom, uh, Face hugger coaster. It's it's a wooden coaster with a face hugger burn in. A well, I, I'm gonna gaucha. take pictures. I'm gonna take pictures of these, and they're already been on the social media by the time you heard this. But there you go. You'll know what I'm talking about if you pay attention and to social media. There will always be a tree of geek one because advertising. Yes. Ad revenue. 
that we don't have. So, <laughs> and if you'd like to sponsor us, I'll happily put your logo on a cup. I appreciate your support, Doritos. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi Cola. <laughs> There's got to be a joke here somewhere about like slicing in half. Like, well, we remember that there was a soda called Slice or Pop. If you're up there in the Michigan or Chicago Slice. states, Slice. Pop. So good, Jesse loved it. <laughs> but enough bashing this poor movie. Future of this franchise. We've talked about it before. Individual but, or as a AVP franchise? Well, they haven't talked about anything future for Predator. But just to reiterate, yeah. if didn't, nobody heard the last episode, we do got a TV show and a movie coming. Yes. The movie's called Romulus. And as far as I understand it, it's going to take place. Between Alien 1 and 2. Romulus, yes. said Between Aliens 1 and 2. And it's being done by Fetty Alvarez, who did uh, some Evil Dead stuff, which was amazing. The Evil Dead remake. Um, I read the other day that they are ignoring Prometheus and Covenant, I which so uh, pisses me off. I read they're ignoring it for the sci-fi or FX channel uh, TV series, but I don't know if they're going to ignore it for the movie. I thought they were ignoring it for both. I know I, for I don't sure know. For, I don't know. for the TV I know the show. TV series showrunner made a comment about how Prometheus does nothing for this, and he just wants to ignore it and do his own thing, which... I, I mean, I personally think once you make it, you should keep it canon. Yeah. Well, because but. the Noah Hawley show, uh, who is known for Fargo, which I'm about to, I got that final episode of season five to go. Great show. Um, but he's doing uh, the TV show that's supposed to be set roughly in 2094. They said 70-ish years from now. Which is like 50 years before Ripley? Probably. I don't have a master timeline here. but It's pre-Prometheus. We know that. Yeah. And they're, and they're going to ignore. And it's weird is Noah said that he spoke to Ridley and Ridley's, no, that's cool. Just go ahead and ignore him. Just go ahead. Don't even worry about it. I'm assuming that's sort of how the government, because I mean, that's what they're doing. He said, I'm just not interested in that. I would rather have a thousand year old species that has through evolution become like this perfect killing machine. So here, here's my, my worry about the TV show. A, they're ignoring things, which irritates me. And two, though I do love Fargo, Fargo is a character-driven talk type show and or dialogue. There's a lot of dialogue in these shows and uh, a lot of twists and turns about who did it. And, and they're, they're, or they're awesome. But we're going to take a show set on Earth 90, 100 years from now. I have a feeling we're going to come into a Walking Dead situation where the focus isn't going to be the Xenomorphs. It's going to be the corporate greed humans. And they've even said he wants to show the even more horrific side of corporate greed. This whole thing where they don't worry about the monsters, worry about the humans. Then don't make it an alien show. Right. Just make it a show about corporate greed in the future. Don't say there's going to be xenomorphs in it and then never show me. I, I have a feeling it's just, I'm never going to see them. It's going to. It'd be like the threats out there looming. Yeah. Like, no, I, I now I, I'm, I think the Romulus movie is going to, between Alien 1 and Alien 2, Fetty Alvarez can make some gory, gory shit. Like some action. Some I think it's just going to be good. Whether the plot's great, I don't know. But I think for all intents and purposes, it's going to be visually stunning. So that's, you know. Maybe it's going to be follow other space explorers who come across a charred xenomorph body floating through space that just happened to come off of Sigourney Weaver's ship. After it got blasted in the engine, that but it's not possible. dead. No, that's its evolution. That it can't, you know, just die in the vacuum of space. It just goes into stasis. Well, no, I mean it got fried. I thought that was the point. It got like blasted in the engine, didn't it? And one of them, 
maybe. Pretty sure it was in the first one, Sigourney Weaver. It got blasted in the engine. Maybe I was thinking of the one from Aliens. Didn't it just go out the, kick it out the door? Aliens, uh, they... Get away yeah. from her, you bitch. Kicked it out the door. That's yeah, the one I was it went out into the airlock. Was... So you're talking about the first one they get? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was thinking about the block of ice from the second one. <laughs> um, or from Covenant, when they released the mining gear to, or whatever to plow it out the, the door. There's a lot of xenomorphs floating in space. There is. <laughs> there is. Kind of like when Star Trek uh, Data's brother lore just kind of floated around space forever until the Borg got him. Maybe the Borg are going to find the alien queen, and we're going to get a Star Trek <laughs> crossover. I mean, the, the, you, you guys know, we've talked about this before in the comics, they're they're crossed over with everybody. Um, I'm more looking forward to the Romulus show and hopefully soon we get some news about the next predator. Uh, the rumors I've read were that they're going to do, it's basically like a prey to it's going to follow. I don't know if it's going to follow the same, uh, was it Naru or not, but I guess it's essentially going to be how they get the musket back or the, the, the pistol, how the, the predators get it back. Right. That's going to be one of the, That's the, rumor the main focal well. points. I've also heard pirates at some point, too, that they were going to jump sails. Do Black Sails with Predator would be, whoo! Black Sails was great. What's his name? Predator. Tom Hopper? Tim Hopper? Whatever. Oh, the dude, uh, my Hyperion. The, yeah. Yeah. Tom Hopper. That, he's like 6'6", six, 6'5". Six, six, that dude's huge! <laughs> huge! Maybe he'll play the Predator or Alien. He could. He could. I don't know. Oh, be, man. be nice. Um... I would like to see the future of the franchise go in a more classic direction. And by that, I mean, like, give me, instead of a spaceship or an exploration or a colony ship, like, give me something, a space station, you know, like, what was it? Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Do you remember that on Disney Channel? It's like, oh, people living on a space station going around Earth. But put it wherever, like, Star the, Trek D Space Nine. Like, you're not in stasis. You're, people are living their daily lives. So, like, Silo with a xenomorph that shows up. Yes. <laughs> you dead. Yes. Well, well, that'd be crazy. I think that would be very uh, disturbing. And they can even play it off as people against people because, well, I don't, are you infected? Again, that would play on the gestation periods, but. Yeah, I, I just hope that whatever they do. If they are ignoring Covenant and Prometheus, and we're just going to stay there, they're not part of this. Then I hope they're respectful of everything else, and they're not just saying we're going to ignore everything else. I don't want a Halloween issue where you got five different freaking timelines going on. Oh, yeah. Like, the series not that long ago was pretty easy to follow. A, B, C, D. Like, you know what's going on. So let's not over-convolute it. Let's not over-complicate it. Let's not make it go crazy. Let's don't start changing everything around and ignoring stuff just because, well, I wasn't a fan of that when I was a kid. So I think it should be this way now. I don't need that. Or do it in a deep voice. I don't care. Girly voice, deep voice. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's be respectful of the material. Let's not, like you had asked earlier, dilute the franchise or other movies. By saying, well, yeah, that did happen in Alien, but we're going to negate everything about it. And what Sigourney Weaver or any of the characters in there did doesn't make any difference at all. I think it'll frustrate. Like, somehow erase Paul Reiser or give him like some sappy backstory or something. I don't need any of that. See, what's going to frustrate me the most, though, is if they ignore Prometheus and Covenant going forward, they ignore Michael Fassbender's entire role. And I thought he was fantastic in those movies. He's terrifying. Well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> like he's, he's just a good actor but i, I understand Wait, when does the series take place the series 
is pre alien ninety years from now. So pre alien or seventy years from now. Yeah. See, that'd be great if it was like it followed a group who came across Michael Fassbender after the events of Covenant. But it's just the whole thing with the engineers. We're gonna get rid of all that, and I know some people weren't a fan of that. But I have trouble. I didn't really bring this up in that episode. But how did David A. kill every single engineer? Whole entire planet. So I did read a theory before that that wasn't actually an engineer planet. It was just a similar race, just like us, that the engineers planted, and that he thought it was an engineer. Well, even if he thought, and he went there, how do you destroy the entire planet's worth? And if it is the engineers, and they're that advanced, they're not all in one spot. They've got to have colonies and stuff everywhere. And so so Jimmy left town. He left the the the, the Covenant planet. And Comes home to he, everybody he, dead. He's going off on vacation to Risa, and he's trying to call back to Mommy. Mommy's not answering. Like, what's going on? Tells the authorities, hey, listen, I, there's a missing person. And all of a sudden, like, nobody can get a hold of this planet. All the engineers everywhere, nobody can get a hold of this planet. It's probably, like, home base or at least one of their major home worlds, and nobody comes to find out what the f*** is going on? That's true. I mean, they do have spaceships that can just hover. So obviously they leave and come back. I don't know. What happens when, you know, the ship that went to the neighboring system to grab groceries comes back and everyone's dead? Whoa! <laughs> My daddy went to the store and he never came home. I just don't want to see them completely erase those two movies. Because no, they weren't that... amazing, but they were good, too. I like, think they were a good start of things, and it really sucks that we're not getting a missing. I That's what I want for the future of the franchise. I want something to answer the gap between David A. taking off and to Ripley. Somewhere in between there. Uh, I want how from David A. to the space jockey. That's what I want. David A. space jockey. Fill in that specific Well, we talked about gap. this before, too. There's an en- engineer ship crashed on, like, every planet out there. Which one did they find? I don't very good pilots. <laughs> no! <laughs> Must be teenagers flying those ones, too. But how did Ripley's crew, the one they find, how did it get there? Yeah, that's what I want answered. Yeah, because it shouldn't have facehuggers on it if he bred them all, unless someone does go back to the engineer's planet, finds everything in ruins, accidentally gets infected, goes back onto their ship. See, this is a movie that needs to happen somehow. So we talked about rankings. We know, first off, let me ask you, I'm sure I know the answer, is your favorite franchise of the two Alien? Yes. And why do you like Terminator better? (laughs) What? Oh, okay. So, I've never seen anything past Terminator 2. I've seen 1 and 2. Eh, well, you're not missing anything. Just I, ignore all the other ones like everybody else does. In the miniseries. <laughs> so I took the time, 13 movies. I ranked the entire franchises on purpose? together. Yeah, on purpose. And I was curious what you were, how would you would feel. I don't know if you did your rankings, but I can give you mine and you can guffaw at me if that's the right term. Or if you did do it, we can ping pong back and forth fairly briefly before we get off the air to wrap this up. Uh, I didn't officially write them down. I'm doing that right now. Do you want to start top of the list or bottom? Bottom. Go from the shitty one to the top one. All right, go ahead and start. Uh, My least favorite in the entire three series is Alien 3. Why are you looking at me like that? Alien 3. I I just detest that movie. It's boring. It's boring. You're like, why is Requiem not at the bottom? Because at least Requiem, something happens. <laughs> See, if I had to put the bottom, my bottom would be uh, would be Requiem. So you say 13 for you is Requiem, and 13 for me is Alien 3. 12 for me is Requiem. See, 12 for me is uh, Alien Resurrection. Okay. 11, The Predator. AVP. Wow. 10, 
Alien Resurrection. The Predator. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, right. Um, might be controversial here. Number nine, Predator 2. I actually can agree with that one. You put that at number nine as well? Um, as I liked it, but at the same time, I, I voiced my opinions on before. I'm the editor. I just... Yeah, it's just it didn't hold my attention the way I wish it We're would. missing a better cut of that movie somewhere. You think? Yeah. Number eight, Alien Covenant. Ooh. Uh, number eight, I would probably have to put... Hmm. Man. Alien 3. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, number seven, AVP. Wow. Number seven for me would be Prometheus. Number six, Prometheus. <laughs> wow, we are... Way off on these, aren't we? Yes, way off. Uh, the Predator. You put The Predator at six. Or no, sorry. Oh, my bad. The Predator's for I meant Predators. Predators. Yeah. Okay, I can kind of handle that one because I know where you, you lean a little bit. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Um, Number five, Prey. You're going to be like, you just want to stab me with an alien queen tail right now. A little bit. Ah, man, number five. Anyway, at this point, these are all good movies. So. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, probably Covenant. Okay. Number four, Predators. Number four, Predator. The first one. <sighs> All right. The show will continue, and we will continue to be friends. It's okay. Number three, Aliens. Number three, Aliens. Ooh. Number two, Alien. Number two, Prey. Number one, The Predator. Alien. Who is right? Please. Comment below or write in at treeofgeek.com. Or give us your own list, saying we're both cockamimi idiots and uh, yeah. you're going to change it. I agree like, with that. Give us like, your list. What? Who doesn't think that Predator 2 <laughs> is not so at the fourth re spot? recap, mine is from the top down, Alien, so the original, yep. Prey, Aliens, the second, Predator, and then Alien Covenant, Predators, which was when they go to the home world of the Predators, or the... Hunting Ground, Prometheus, Alien 3, Predator 2, The Predator, and an AVP, Alien Resurrection, because it's garbage, and AVP Requiem. And if you completely ignored that and want to hear the proper list, oh. it's number one is Predator, two Alien, three Aliens, four Predators, five Prey, six Prometheus, seven AVP, eight Alien Covenant, nine Predator 2, ten Alien Resurrection, 11, The Predator. The Predator. Number 12, AVP Requiem. And 13, Alien 3. Okay. Two, three. Alien uh, 3. It's 3. Alien 3. The one with Trace. the... <laughs> the one that doesn't have the dog getting impregnated and instead has an ox for some reason. It has a lot of lice. A lot of sea lice or something. I don't know. And they sleep a lot, and they're bald, and they're monks, and they're prisoners, and I don't know. I, shit. Oh, wow. But it has a guy from Game of Thrones in it, so, I mean, that makes it better. Yeah, he died on the shitter. <laughs> Best scene of all of these movies, if you had to pick one. Well, it's definitely just the sequence of Arnold fighting the Predator in the original movie. <laughs> the uh, entire Predator movie <laughs> is the best scene. Alien 2. When Alien. the guy's mopping the floor, looking up the whole time. Oh, that's Alien 3. <laughs> or is it? Yeah, it is Alien 3. Oh, man. <laughs> like, there was a dude mopping in Aliens? It's game over, man. It's game oh, over. Please, write in. Let us know your uh, your personal opinions on this 
cost. Yeah, tell, tell us which role was better for Bill Paxton, <laughs> Aliens <laughs> or Predator Two? Which sequel was better? <laughs> I wish I wish they had brought him back somehow. I wish they would have. Yeah, but they would have done some CGI face stuff, I, and uh, they would have hired me to do the voice, and it wouldn't have been great. And uh, they'd bring in uh, Paul Walker's brother. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, hey, listen, this is drawing out long enough. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Who thought that the, the episode we thought would be shortest is probably the longest of this trilogy? Well, we just had fun ragging on it, I suppose. Um, we have anything on deck? What What, what are we talking we about? We do. We absolutely do. What's our next episode? So coming up doing? in two weeks. We will actually have a guest coming on with us, John, our buddy. John Leather Jacket Snyder. <laughs> our buddy John will be joining us. Uh, we will be going over our personal, I don't want to use the word, but lists of movies that there's, came. There's no particular order. Th- that is true. There's no order. It's just going to be a, a rant fest. But it's going to be uh, video games that were turned into movies or movies that were turned into video games or TV shows. The ones we like the best, the yeah. ones we hate. What worked, what didn't, and why. There might be some surprises on, on, on some of our... I feel like there's going to be... Our, some of the video games in the in the, in the in the skeletons in our closets. I, I yeah. mean, why is it that we all agree that the original Mario movie was the best? I don't know, but we do. We all agree that <laughs> John Leguizamo uh, is... <laughs> we are going to be skipping that era when every single movie was turned into a video game. Oh, well, I'm not skipping shit. Unless it was absolute garbage. Or amazing. Are we including the Adam Sandler one where the aliens make them play video games? Because I just not thought Is about that, that pixel? one. Pixel? Yeah. Does Pixel uh, count? I don't know. I never saw it. And there's video. I purposely avoided it because I all the reviews said it was horrible. Well, it's not good. <laughs> Oh, is it's it better uh, than Requiem? Re- okay. <laughs> and Alien 3. All right, let's get out of here. Hey, if you guys want to uh, possibly contribute to this podcast, help us grow. Maybe uh, get us some acting lessons, some podcast lessons. Go to thetreeofgeek.com. Go to the Help Us Grow tab, and you can uh, listen to Josh to tell you <laughs> how the rest of that works. Oh, jeez. I was can- going off memory. You can donate anywhere from, it's a uh, 3 to $10 monthly donation that'll help us out. It'll help us afford the new uh, sound equipment that I just bought. You gotta pay that back. You can get it from Magic Rentals, did you? <laughs> no, jeez. It's like, hey, this is $300, but you're gonna pay 1400 by the time you're done. No. John was telling me that people would get PS5s and then they would just never pay the money back. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh yeah, treeofgeek.com help us grow. You can drop some donation, help us out monthly, or you can do it one time. It'll help us uh get in to do some more episodes. We are planning some uh Patreon type content, but we just haven't made it because we nobody likes us. So and if, if anybody has any idea for future episodes, let us know. I need oh yeah, absolutely. I need some ideas. Absolutely. Like we said before, uh treeofgeek.com, contact us, send us your Lists, send us your input, send us your episode ideas. If you're on YouTube, comment below. Please All like and subscribe. It helps us get on suggested lists so like we somehow navigated yeah. to on YouTube. Yeah, uh, we'd, we'd love to see this channel grow, uh, this podcast. Like we, we love doing this, and we hope you enjoy it. If you don't like us, well, th- you can leave. Uh, <laughs> and tell your friends that might like us. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're like, oh, man, I can't stand what they're always talking about. They're always talking about this or that. Well, then tell me what to talk about. Yes. 
Please tell like, us. I want a Grey's Anatomy episode, and I'll bring Emily on, and we'll yep. talk about it. We were told we talked about superheroes too much in the beginning, and so we veered away. We should get back to that at some point. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, we have Indiana Jones we got to go through. We got Lord of the Rings we got to go through. Back to the we, future. We didn't do our, our trivia back and forth episode yet, so Dude, music. We got all types of stuff to do. I'm telling you, so I really would like, if you want to hear this, uh, let us know. I think we should do a podcast based on mu- uh, music from games and movies and whatnot that geeks love to listen to, as well as dive down the hole of uh, like YouTube artists that do covers of you know classic. Big John back on for that episode. Uh, like Jonathan Young, I said before on YouTube, he does these amazing like Legend of Zelda or Skyrim like cover. I don't covers. It's just amazing. So, so if you think that musical type thing is uh, something you'd want to listen to. Let us know. Yeah, and we can hashtag them. Hashtag and... the shit out of it, man. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. All right, later, guys. I will catch you in the tree fort in a couple weeks. Thanks for hanging out, and take care. Goodbye. Where the f*** is the stop button?